Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Robo! Do the robot dance! Watch and learn, young man. Hello and welcome to CORE. This is CORE, the final episode of 2023, and we are doing our giant roundup of our favorite games of the year, plus a bunch of other categories. Don't worry, this won't be full of commercials and otherwise boring like the Game Awards. This is CORE. It's the CORE Awards! <laughs> we don't bore also, people. it's not like the recap on every other website that's too early, and then when you go to look it up for your actual on-time show, they've removed it from the website already. I've noticed that. Why does that... Why? Why aren't we... All of this actually should either be the week of New Year's or just after. Instead, everybody's doing it like at December 15th and on, and I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. You got to do it fast so that people get your eyeballs, or you get people eyeballs, and then... You know, they get it for nothing. Get, get, get your people you eyeballs, people. Yeah. Keep, keep, eyeballs. Get your eyeballs. your eyeballs. Uh, we're here to talk about all that. It's me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, and uh, lots to go through, lots to do. Uh, I would like to say this, though. If you're not currently a patron of the show, or if you don't come early for the stream, we just had a really lively discussion of one of the weirdest movies uh, I've seen in a very long time. That's your, that's your tease. So join up today, become a patron, or just show up really early for the show. And you'll you'll hear these kinds of conversations that we have, and I think you might enjoy them. All right. And what about our bonus shows? Where we're at on that? Uh, oh, I think it is your turn. It's Bo turn. Bo, you ready Bo for the big for uh, December? The big January? Oh, January. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, there's bonus episodes we do that you miss out on. Yeah, you'll never hear them. They never go anywhere publicly. <laughs> you'll never. Yeah. Never. But if you never. sign up, if you sign up, you can go back and listen to all the ones you missed. You get all the past ones. Yeah. yeah. That's so right. That's one way to, to get them. Yeah. And they're very good. So I highly recommend that. All right. There's not a ton more to say because we just have to get going with our, with our core best of stuff for this year. And we've done some, I don't know, pretty unique uh, structuring this time around, I think. Uh, cr- big credit to John for, for kind of our final form here. Um, turns out, I think this is real good. 
uh, what we've done. Now, you at home will have to be the judge, and we're, we welcome your judgment. All right? Lay it on us. Here we go. All right. We're going to start with uh, a group category. Okay. These are, we're not getting quite to the thing. And yeah, some of you are like, we already know what their favorite game is. This is a waste of time. No, 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 no. It's the journey. Don't worry about the end. Yeah. It's all about the journey. It's all about the journey today. And we're starting with this group category, most anticipated games of 2024. Just a handful, three, four games each. Nothing crazy. Uh, I'll start. I am most forward. Most forward. I am most forward and looking forward to Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That's my third now, most anticipated. Do you want to explain that one at all? Do you want to talk about it? Because that game has had a lot of bad press. It has. But you now have it as one of your most anticipated games of 2020. Here, here's what changed. So, um, well, a couple of things happened. One, I'll talk about it later, but one of the Batman Arkham games I never played but thought I did. You can probably guess which one. I played the first one, beat it twice. I played the third one, beat it once. I never played City. I thought I did. I didn't. I don't know oh. why. Don't know why. Just never got around to it. Just assumed I did. That's a game you'd think you would have played during its heyday. And this is like end of 360 cycle. Like, you know, this wasn't even a, a PS4, Xbox One era game. And I somehow missed it. But it's often thought of, I think John's even said it on here, as the best one. Like the one. No, I haven't. I like them in descending order. Oh, you I like think, one, two, I think three. One is the best. I think two is the second best, and I think three is. The I talked to someone who loves two, and I can't remember who best. it was. But I, I don't disagree There's with that. There's a lot to like about those games. I just think Asylum was the best. I think it peaked. I'm gonna Asylum. say two, one, three. That's how I'll go. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so far because I'm playing it now. It's a whole thing. I'll talk about that later. Uh, but. There's that's part of it. Part of my anticipation is ooh, Rocksteady. They haven't had a game since since uh, Arkham Knight, which was 2015. It has been some time. This is their next big game. But then all your John Dryad, all the weird press about it and everything made me think twice and go, well, I don't know what's going on here and their reliance on microtransactions, all that stuff. It's easy to get real cynical and, and just assume it's going to be crap. Um, what turned me around was a them delaying it, taking a bunch of that stuff out, and listening to the community. I think they have to if they want this thing to sell well. And two, I talked to two people at least. Yeah, it was two who played this recent uh, closed beta that they had. And they came back with the most glowing discussion around that game. And they were like, this is going to be rad. People have no idea. The, they're, they're a big deal de- developer for a reason. They know what they're doing. And this game was awesome, and I can't wait for it to come out. So that's why my renewed interest is still only third on my list of anticipated, but it's on there. All right. Okay. So that's my reasoning. Does that make? Yeah. Do you are you satisfied with my my reasons? Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think it's a good reason. All right, I appreciate that. Number two is going to be surprising to people. Shapes with a Z, S H A P E Z two. There's already a Shapes one which I played the hell out of when it came out. I played it a bunch since and recently played it again because it showed up on mobile and tablets. Uh, so it was a great way to take it with me. Um, it's one of my favorite automation games. And I think the reason I like it is because it is all about, uh, it's less focused on, Oh, oh, you're out of resources and more focused on the resources are infinite. The, the game is about how do I best get stuff from place a to, to point B 
in the most efficient way possible and deliver what needs to be delivered to get to the next level. Like it focuses on the, the part of, of automation that I like the most, which is not combat, not defense. No, I hate all that shit. Like the new, the new, um, uh, Dyson sphere update with the mm-hmm. defense combat stuff does not really interest me. I mean, I'm going to mess with it, but I don't care about that. You, oh, I can play it. You can just turn it off. Yeah. You just shut it off, which I will probably do. I want to see yeah. it. I want to experience You can make it. resources infinite and you can turn off the combat if you don't like it. And I did a bit of the combat and it's nothing. I didn't know you could it's make infinite. A, I thought you just go it's really just a, high. It's just that, yeah, you can make the resource nodes infinite. So I always do that. And then, um, I leave the, leaving the combat on, but, uh, so far, it's been really easy. Like it's just it's just another resource spend that you have to maintain. Mm. It's not really fighting, but but I've only done a little bit of it. So if you don't like it, you can turn it off. Just good news on that. Front. Okay. But anyway, shapes is just they're not even thinking about it. It sounds like it's yeah, they just purely a it's, puzzle game. Exactly. And if you lose stuff, it's okay because the goal is it's I wouldn't call it a puzzle game because it's not. But the goal is to try to route everything to this this main core thing well, an in engineering puzzle game i guess like it's it's like how do you manufacture these items into this other byproduct than that is used in another you know it's like production chain yeah factory floor stuff yeah exactly that and and that focus turns out as a real dopamine generator for me in my head um for whatever reason it looks cool i wish i wish this did it before i even brought it up last week because it looked cool i never played the first one but i'm like the conveyor belts look like Dyson conveyor belts. I'm like, I'll probably like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stuff. So the I actually st- bought the first game because you were talking about it and I was looking to finalize my big steam purchase of the winter sale. And I was like, what's this shapes game? Looks cool. And so I haven't played it yet, but I did pick it up. Yeah. And it's all of 20 or no, $2.99 right now. It's just stupid yeah. cheap. Music. The first one, though, really real graphical jump from one and two. Oh, say. absolutely. Yeah, they're both written in Unity, funny enough, but this second one, they've gone full 3D. Oh, no. Um, sorry, Shapes Developer. Oh, well, they're fine now. They they backed off on all that shit. So everybody I talked to in Unity development is like, yeah, we're fine now. It was just dumb. And now we don't have to worry about it because they fired that guy. <laughs> um, I hope they're right. Oh, good. good. I hope, yeah, I hope okay. they're right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, this looks like a real jump in terms of uh, you know, obviously into the third dimension, but also it just looks like there's a lot more going on. They retained what made the first one special though, which is paint mixing and shape building and, and all this sort of stuff. And I'm very excited about this game. Like kind of be out of my mind excited. Cause I love that first game. So yeah. this is, so, this I is mean, it knocked one. off a number of contenders. I would have thought would have been made the, made the top three. So it must be pretty good. Yeah. 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 So big anticipation there. Um, the first game's worth getting though too, everybody, and you're gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a while till this comes out. So grab shapes while it's only three bucks. Uh what else? Oh, and number one for me, Space Marine Two. I think we all know why on that one. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> your other two definitely needed a bit of explanation, yeah. but yeah. kind I mean, of a no brainer on Space Marine Two. Yeah. yeah. Regular listeners listeners are gonna know you've been talking about that game a lot, even though it hasn't been released. So Yeah, we're waiting. It's been delayed twice or something. Um which just makes me want it all the more. And I'm excited that they're polishing it. And I love all things 40 K this, this is one of my favorite all time games. The original was, I loved that game so much. This looks crazy and amazing and I can't wait for it. So yeah, 40 K 40 K life will continue in 2024. Although Man, the original, what do you think in yeah. five or ten years we're going to feel about 40k the same way you feel about Marvel right now? Oh my gosh, I hope. There's TV I mean, shows everywhere and video games. There's already video games everywhere, but you know, TV shows, blockbuster films. I wouldn't turn that down. That'd be great. Maybe, maybe. it could be. Yeah, people that, are getting sick of superheroes. Maybe, maybe there's a 
Maybe we can build up to being sick of space Marines next. That's right. And the irony is that the, our, our most recent Superman will be the one pushing it hard. Cause he's the one trying to get all the <laughs> yeah. deals signed. And I think that's great. I'd like that's to not, have I'm not unhappy. A, like mm. good Superman movie with him as Superman. Yeah. That, that is a bummer. But if he brings us, at least he can go do Warhammer. Exactly. If like. he brings us amazing Warhammer content, all is forgiven. I won't care about nothing else. Well, we're not mad at him in the first place, though, right? Like, no, he's a nice guy. No, I'm not mad at yeah, him at yeah. all. No, no. <laughs> well, Scott said all is forgiven. I'm like, what are we forgiving? <laughs> I guess I'm forgiving. Only DC. God forgives. That's true. I don't know who he's forgiving. That's a good point. That's who is Scott forgiving in this? Place? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll like, forgive the people at DC if he goes on to do something that has nothing to do with them. I don't it know. It seems like to me people should listen to him. They don't listen to him, and then they end up paying the price although but not seeing the mistakes so yeah hopefully Henry Cavill's he's got, the good dude they, they need to give him like some dri- the driving reins and really let him develop ip i think he he should there's do that. one I thing i know for sure about henry cavill let him be in a scene where he cocks his arms like they're guns yeah and everything will be fine like that bathroom scene in uh which mission impossible was it <laughs> yeah, rogue nation all you need just let him let him reload his arms and get in a fight and it's well, all good that was rogue nation right rogue nation uh, i don't think it's rogue is it rogue nation and i don't know it was one of the mission impossible it's the mission impossible that he's in and he cocks his arms in this bathroom and also makes a pocket appear on his shirt because yeah, well, i mean that's it. the powers that he's got that he possesses <laughs> i love that that's a thing that we both noticed and also obsess about i think that's fantastic anyway uh that's my group of most anticipated games of 2024 this will be a liquid group because other stuff either i'm not thinking of <laughs> or or something else is going to come up and i'll go yeah, oh yeah i forgot about chris, that tell chris warcraft's not on the list <laughs> Oh, I am looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that. But I don't know. I know you are. I Expansions, know you, are. Nah, you know, I don't think of them the same as like a full-blown game. Yeah. Uh, John, let's talk about your yeah, list. Let's you have talk a, about my list. You have an uh, honorable have, mention that none of us can argue with. We're all looking forward to that, I think. So you want to start with yeah, that? Yeah, so my honorable mention, uh, uh, I just have to mention it because it's not in my top three. Uh, if I'm wrong about this, it 100% belongs in my top three. But is Hades 2. Uh, I don't think Hades 2 is going to come out in 2024. I think maybe early access might start in 2024, but I don't think the actual game is going to be out in 2024. Well, here's how I settled I, on it, is that I'll still be anticipating it next year, even if it doesn't come that's out. That's true. That's true. Uh, but by by this tech... This technicality here yeah. does give me an opportunity to recognize three other games, which seems to be the frequent problem. So, uh, look, Hades 2, Hades is one of my favorite video games of all time. Uh, I absolutely love it. So Hades 2 is highly anticipated, but yeah. uh, I just don't think it's going to be a 2024 game. So uh, these are my three. Number three is uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, which every time I see footage and anything around dragon's dogma 2 it reminds me that one i never played dragon's dogma and i probably should have and two uh that game looks fantastic so i cannot wait to to get into that game that is uh, very high on my list uh number two is final fantasy 7 rebirth the uh, second part in the three-part final fantasy 7 remake series I was extraordinarily surprised by how good Final Fantasy VII Remake was and uh, Rebirth you know, gets to a very interesting part in that story and I can't wait to see where it goes and how it evolves from there and how it 
differs because they have certainly not been shy about changing that story. Yeah. And number one will probably not surprise anybody and probably needs not a lot of explanation. Number one, Final Fantasy XIV, the Dawn Trail expansion, is set to come out next year. And I cannot wait for that. And this so. is the this is the the vacation. Everyone's on vacation game. Right? <laughs> this is the vacation one. This is the vacation expansion. You're right. excited for vacation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, a, it's a big of, fantasy for for American workers. Yeah. Look, let's let's yeah. It's you're not wrong. A hundred percent correct. But let's look. I have two thousand six hundred and eighteen hours, according to Steam, in Final Fantasy fourteen. I think I deserve a vacation. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know what? True. And I and I I've, I don't know if I said this before, but I actually really like this idea that Yoshi P and his people are like most of these games just go straight into another hardcore conflict. They don't rest. What if we rested? But also, there's some weird shit going on. So obviously, we're gonna have to fight there. But let's let's actually act like this world had the big event it had, and it was gnarly. And everyone who survived this gnarliness now just needs some time away. There is something I like. I like about that. Yeah, if it just immediately, you can't constantly up the stakes. Like you know, that's what they've been doing over the course of the entire game. You have to have your your breathing moment, you know. And if they just went from as massive scale as Endwalker was, and then went, well, somehow we got to top that. I think that would be crazy. Now, obviously, it's going to be more than a vacation. I don't think it's going to be, you know. 40, 80 hours of, you know, like, go collect a pineapple drink and sip from it. It's delicious. <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to be that. There's going to be a story. There's going to be things to do. But like the start of a good D&D adventure, I think there's going to be some compelling storylines with some threads that, uh, as interest dictates, gets picked up and turned into whatever the next big thing is over the course of the life of this game. Yeah, I respect it. I think it's cool. So... Uh, there you go. Uh, we got Dragon's Dogma 2, Final Fantasy. Oh, by the way, at the end of today's show, I'm going to put this all in the notes in a nice organized way so that none of this gets left out of the notes. All right. So you're, you're going to have a huge list. Uh, you're going to forget some of these that we talk about. That's fine. We'll probably forget too. That's why we'll make the list. Um, Bo, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, looking forward to my list is as follows. Number uh, number three, uh, FF7 Rebirth. Yeah. Um, because Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Hades 2, which I'm counting as a game for next year, unlike John. Um, it's, it's, I'm going to be anticipating it the whole year. Then yeah. that's just what's going to happen. And number one, which I won't have to anticipate very long, is Like a Dragon 2 Infinite Wealth, which comes out in three weeks. However, it is a 2024 release, and I crave it greatly. Do you? I don't blame you. That was actually number three on my list, but I knew you would put it on your list. And I was like, yeah, this gives me a chance to acknowledge Dragon's well, I'm, Dogma. I'm so too. stoked. So yeah. I just cut it for Dragon's Dogma, but I'm also very excited. I for mean, it. I played Yakuza Zero a while ago, but this year's the year we've confirmed Bo is a full on Yakuza enjoyer. Like, it's now, you know how like Final Fantasy is like your franchise, right? Like, you played a yeah. lot of the games. You know, before I was just like, yeah, I'll try a Yakuza game once in a while. Now I'm like, no, no, I am just a fan of, like, I I see Yakuza, I pay attention, and I really like their games and their storytelling. And, um, yeah, in three weeks, I'm going to have a lot of fun <laughs> doing God knows what. I don't know, cleaning toilets or something. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be great. So is um, this one features him in America? Right. What's yeah, he's deal? gonna he's in Hawaii. Uh, okay. I'm not quite sure how he ends up there. 
I did play a bit of a preview that was available in Yakuza, the man who erased his name, but I didn't. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. So I still don't. I'm still not quite sure what's happening. Except you know, the tale of the first one is he's going to become his own man. Mm-hmm. He's been in prison for 18 years. He's in his 40s. All he knows is Dragon Quest, like and dated references. Um, I'm but he's got friends, man. and uh, <laughs> I think what it is is that um, in the beginning of the game, you're introduced to his parents, and his you know father is killed. Very that's like the it opens that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think his mother may still be alive, and so he's going to Hawaii to find his mother. I think it's going to be a tear. It's going to be a tear wrencher. I know, and I'm going to love it. So I think that's how this starts: is he's looking for his his mom in in Hawaii. That's, that's I think how it goes. John, are you going to try to beat the first game before this one comes out? Yeah, or, I yeah. need to. It kind of. I was going to, and then I realized I had more time than I thought, so I put it on the back burner again oh. for some other things. Oh. But I'm going to get back into it. Especially once we're done with this, like I was trying to get a lot of stuff in for game of the year that was relevant to this year. Now that we're kind of going to get our little lull here, uh, it's probably going to be. I believe the, the mini game for on. this one too is going to be like a Stardew Valley kind of game. Which oh, oh, that's right. There's farming yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or not Stardew Valley, island. more like uh, uh, Animal Crossing. It looked like to me. Yeah, like, yeah. Some, it'll be its own weird hybrid of whatever that is. It's not going to play one to one for sure, but yeah. it'll be weird. Yeah, and there'll be a chicken named Omelet for sure there. <laughs> of course, right. and he'll be naked at some point in the street. There's always a chicken named Omelet. I'm learning. Really, of every Yakuza game, of all the ones I've played, I don't know if they're in <laughs> all of them, but <laughs> there's always a chicken and his name's Omelet. And sometimes you can get eggs from him, which turns out to be useful for other things. That's crazy. All right, uh, so there you have it. Like a Dragon Two, Bo's most anticipated, anticipated game, anticipated. Game of next year. I think those are all pretty strong. You got Dawn Trail, Infinite Wealth, Space Marine 2. We're all looking forward to that shit. That's all good. I mean, all those games are great. I can't wait to play Space Marine 2. I can't wait to play uh, a ton more games. Than, we can only list so many. So Yeah, there's there too go. many. So these are our three. All right. Uh, I'm now going to regale you with a relatively fast collection of hey, my do, you do you man <laughs> this is what we're doing today you, this is what we're doing you do your list uh so i'm gonna have a little music for it all right so we got a little happy shoppy music right and uh i'm gonna just tell you in rapid kind of rapid fire style what i'm giving things this year that are not the normal game of the year kind of awards all right so here's mine the best ladder climbing I experienced the entire year is in the finals. Oh my gosh! Yeah, okay. Right. Amazing Good ladder, ladder work. climbing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't I mean I don't mean ladder like you know uh, uh, competition. I don't mean that. I mean literally, there are ladders around that you can climb to get to top of buildings and high stuff, and they're impeccably done. I've oh, never I know what your I know what your pick is. This is great. Well, it's the finals. It's always the finals. There it is. Yeah, the finals. Oh, yeah. The finals has the best ladder work I've ever seen in a game, and I've climbed a lot of video game ladders. Even recently, like the ladders in um, Lethal Company are hideous. They're terrible. They're great in a, because they they're not. They're not the best ladders. <laughs> I already see someone in chat. Not Lethal Company. No, it's not as good. Lethal Company doesn't actually do anything good, but that doesn't take away from it being a fun. game. That's why it's great. Experience. Part of it reason it's great is is so everything is so jank. I love it. Uh, in fact, let's move the to my next animation. Is oh, it's top notch. Never <laughs> change it. I think you will find if you look into your heart that running animation is. 
perfect. Yeah, the rest of the industry needs to learn a thing or two from that run and use it in other games. Uh, speaking of which, game that made me laugh the hardest this year, Lethal Company. I had so much fun there with you. Is. And that was just the other day. We had a blast in there. And I can't wait to play more of that. Best City Builder Against the Storm is my pick. I honestly thought mm-hmm. it was probably going to go to that um, Steam World deal. But I have not given it the time it needs to say. So the one of the ones I played, which did come out this year and out of early access, is Against the Storm. And I think that game is doing really interesting new stuff. I've talked about it on the show before. Love it. Uh, best game with cards. I'm giving it to Wild Frost. Very, very cool roguelike card game that people should not skip out on. It's very oh, good. Oh, yeah. You did tell us Wild Frost? That. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that was the one that had that, uh, that wintry theming around it. I actually really thought that looked nice. Yeah, it's cool. And I guess I should quantify it by saying it's the card. It's a pure card game as, as opposed to Midnight Suns, which is more of a... These cards represent abilities, but I still have dudes on the field. I don't know. Yeah. To me, there's well, a distinction there. That also didn't there. come out this year. That was the last year game. I thought Midnight you got to it this year. I thought Midnight Suns was I January it, or February. So it was in. It was the end of the year because I looked back at my Steam played and I played Midnight Suns in January 2023. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, but yeah, I think it was a December or maybe even oh. earlier release. But oh, I, I, I screwed up then. I thought it was this year. It, um, it was a last year release, though. It wasn't a this year release, but. I think most of us played it this year. You are right. It came out uh, just prior to the year. Uh, let's see. Oh, I know what it is. All those console versions uh, for Windows, PS4, Xbox One, they all come out in May. Oh, um, okay. The Switch version got canceled, but the original PC version is the one that hit uh, prior to the year ending. So you're right. That's a 2022 game. So it wouldn't count anyway. Uh, best game I slept on too long. Marvel Midnight Suns. <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> that game's rad, and I feel bad it's for... It's so good. Yeah, oh, I wish more people had played it. It's real good. It's, you're not going to get a sequel. It's a one-of-a-kind game. Yeah. So please play it and enjoy it. And it's a, it's a Marvel... You know, some licensed stuff can be hit or miss. Sometimes it can be really good. This is fortunately one of the really good ones. Midnight Suns is amazing. Yeah. I feel like I want to call it the best Marvel game I ever played. But I think I might... I, I might still think that. It's up there. There's a few other good ones, I'm sure. I'm sure the, Spider- the Spider-Man... The Spider-Man games are amazing. No <laughs> the question. The Spider-Man fan base of, is going to have something to say about that. But, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. Although Spider-Man's great in Midnight Suns. That's great. true. He's a, It's technically a Spider-Man game. It's a lot Man. of other stuff, too. Game is game is awesome. Uh, I think it's the best Wolverine I've seen in... Like, oh, I like Wolverine's his vibe. Really the Wolverine good. vibe is perfect in yeah, this game. Like, it's real good. Yeah. I also like that weird ghost... Ghost Rider guy, that version of Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I was gonna hate him at first, but you get to know all the characters in this game, and I'm like, hey, he's all right. I I haven't played it if they did any balancing, but I will say it is the worst Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, was she too OP or underpowered? No, she's underpowered. Like they build her up as this major powerhouse, and then you get her, and all her abilities suck. Yeah, her introduction Mm -hmm. was awesome though. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. Uh, all right, a game I thought I would be all into, but I have not been. Darkest Dungeon 2, and it's not the game's fault. I just thought I would, and I'm not. I don't yeah, know. I still haven't bought it yet either. I'm like, I can wait, and I guess I'm going to be waiting a long time. I don't know. I love that first game to death, and literally, because I died a lot. Um, and I like the structure of the new one. I played it in beta, or not beta, but open early access, and then got it when it came out, and I like it. I just thought I was going to be all over it, and I, I just haven't been. I don't know why. There's too many games. It's not making the cut. That's just the harsh truth of it. That's just the reality of life. 
that's Bez- what this section is for, to recognize some games that might not otherwise have gotten attention. That's a good point. Best Vampire Survivors like, I'm giving it to Death Must Die. That will come up again yeah. uh, later. That yeah. game's awesome. And that one's John's fault, or John's good recommendation, that I played it at all. And I'm really glad I did, because that thing took over top spot for me. It's very good. Uh, best Late to the Game Award. I got Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy on sale. Oh, yeah? And it's it's pretty damn good. You having fun? Yeah. That's a get-out-of-the-hype-window game for me, because not only was there hype around it, but all the controversy about J.K. Rowling and all the other shit going on around it, it just made it like... I, I just couldn't do it. And even though people are like, oh, it's really good, you gotta check it out. It's the highest-selling game of the year. Nobody sold as well, including Spider-Man, including BG3. Nothing has sold as many copies as Hogwarts Legacy, and that doesn't even count the new Switch version. Is that, um, is that real? That's crazy. Yeah, it was a big deal. Turns out Harry Potter is a thing. But what I was surprised by, just a couple of quick things. It's not set in the Harry Potter timeline. It's set way before, like 1800s. Um, it's a whole different set of cast. There are some familiar names, but they're just ancestor names. Like there's a Professor Weasley working at the school that is clearly related to the Weasleys later, but there's no, there's no you know living Weasleys we're aware of. Um, and I like that. I like that they took it out of the that. But that that castle, crazy! All the shit they've crammed in there. I can't even believe half the stuff I see. Every picture has somebody moving in it. Every statue has shit to say to you. Like it's detailed as hell. I got it on sale. Man, I'd be so annoyed if I went to Hogwarts. I would be. I'd get oh, you'd hate it very quickly. You'd I'd hate be it. Like what? Is, they'd be like, now you're going to want to get to class early because the the staircases move and i'd be like why yeah you guys are magical can you make the staircases not move (laughs) like are you telling me kids are late to class because the staircases just randomly move you have magic and you can't figure out fucking stairs yeah what are you doing it seems like like why is this a problem for you you have magic yeah Yeah. figure out your goddamn stairs (laughs) i didn't realize such such strong feelings about the way that doesn't make sense they have magic scott why why (laughs) Can they not get to class on time because stairs move? Who came up with this? Yeah, it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad combo. Uh, all right, <laughs> enjoy so. your whimsical world. It just bugs me sometimes when things get too whimsical. And a statue wanting, I have enough. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to talk to a statue. Yeah, and I or I, a painting. The other thing I want to say in his favor, I'm not that deep, but the combat feels really good. The detail in the game is crazy. Graphically, it's one of the best looking games I've played this year, and it seems to have, you know, a lot of familiar open world trappings, which some people may see as a negative, but I really like my checkoff list of shit I got to do in the world. So that's not a problem for me. Um, and it was also made here in Salt Lake City. So I should be, you know, happy about the local connection and all that. So I'm glad I finally got it. I got it for like half off during the sale and it's been worth it so far. So that's my best late to the game award. Biggest early surprises I want to get back to. But haven't is Hi-Fi Rush and Everspace 2. Those both yeah. hit. I loved them when they came out. Got busy with other stuff. I need to go back. Especially Everspace 2. I love that game. Uh, top games that pulled me off of Baller's Gate 3. Starfield, Sea of Stars. <laughs> Those are the two games. Sea of Stars and Starfield completely derailed my Baldur's Gate 3 time back then. And then and then acted as a way to derail each other. Because it was just like, who, what am I going to play? What am I in the mood for? And, the fun, and ironically, I've finished neither. So uh, I'll get back to those, but 
uh, Starfield and Sea of Stars really knocked me off Baldur's Gate when it was out. Uh, best Chorecore game of the year. You ready for this one? Yeah, this is big. This is important. This is why you came to the show. That's right. At number three, Fresh Start Cleaner Simulator. I talked about it on the show. I expect no one to remember anything about it except me. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's totally fine. I this like that. Is this where you run a laundromat? No, that was a different one. Oh. That one was okay, <laughs> but that technically was 2022, so I couldn't count it. Fresh Start mm. Cleaning Simulator is the one where you go around the world and there's just shit everywhere and you're trying to make it a better world. So you do oh, a lot of cleaning. Oh, yeah. Okay. I liked the loop. It one was one of good. those caring about our planet. Right. Games. Boo, I see. Boo. 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 What a loser. Lame. I think we just have to live here. What's up? Yeah. What's Ugh. up with that? Uh, number two, relatively recent uh, game, Mars First Logistics. I've talked to you about it on the show. I really think that game is I rad. I played it. I bought it. I need I'm, to play it. I'm currently stuck. They added um, grappling hooks. Which sounds, don't think of it as like Batman or anything. It's not like that. (laughs) They're just physics. They're little physics helpers so I can like lock into a wall and then create some tension and then do something else and create a physics thing. I'm currently having the hardest time moving this big cylinder barrel thing. It's so hard and it's fun. I really like that game. So that game continues to be awesome. It's in early access. so It's a little bit of a cheat, but whatever. Mars First Logistics, one developer. I'm totally impressed with it. I love it. Number one for the year. House Flipper 2. Yeah. I think it's really good. Like, I've played more of that. I think at this stage now, I've played more of that than I did the first game. And I played a lot of that first game. I think 2 wow. is just a better loop. It's more fun. It's uh, It leans into gameplay more than it does work. And I like the style of it. I like everything about it. It's great on Steam Deck. Like, I couldn't ask for anything else. It's fantastic. So number one this year for my favorite core, chore, core game of the year, House Flipper 2. Get your house clean and flip it on the market, yo. Uh, All right, we're almost done here. Best old game I played the most. Cyberpunk 2077 Replay. Up to to Phantom Liberty. I did that again. And then Phantom Liberty. Papers, Please is on this list. Broforce. And at number one, probably, because I spent the most time in it, Mark of the Ninja Remastered. That game rocks. Don't sleep on Mark of the Ninja. If you didn't play it in 2012 or whatever the hell it was, Get the remastered version, play it now, and realize that of all the stealth games ever made, it remains way up there. I think it should have been Return of the Obra Dinn. You need to get back to that. I just need to finish it. Yeah, I need to finish it. I played more Papers, Please than that was the reason it's not on this list. Uh, Scariest game I played this year, Amnesia the Bunker. Nothing else came close. That thing scared the shit out of me. I'll never go back. I'm done with it. It'll never be installed again. F.U. Amnesia the Bunker. I couldn't even finish. I don't know. I played two two and a half hours. That's all I could do. F that game. Uh, (laughs) Game I started thinking I had already but never played. Batman Arkham City. I mentioned that. And Mm -hmm. best sports game. I'm giving it to Super Mega Baseball 4 and a a tip of the hat to Tape to Tape, which is that uh, roguelike hockey game that I really like the gameplay of. It's a very good little hockey game. But Super Mega Baseball is awesome. We don't talk about sports games on the show very often. I actually like them now and again. Both of these are a little goofy. It's like my number one category on Steam. Oh, yeah, of course. It's all John does. Big sports gamer John. Sports correspondent John on the show. Yep. Your spiderweb map was just all shifted over to the sports category, is my memory. Uh, what else? Let's see. Best boomer shooter. I'll give it to Proteus, even though I think it came did out last year. Did you actually list your category as boomer shooter? Yeah, I did. Because I'm, I'm proud of I'm you, just guys. joining the fray. I'm tired of fighting it. Just call it a yeah, boomer shooter. Even though no boomers ever played a shooter, 
Fine. Be none of them. Not a single. Not a single one. A shooter. Nobody in that generation gives a shit. A uh, game that shocked me how fun it was. RoboCop Rogue City. That game is cool. I played a little clip from the audio earlier today. Uh, best MMO hours spent. Dragonflight in WoW and Guild Wars Two. Both uh, had a great time in both. Still playing those. Uh, and then finally, oh no, two more. Uh, games I look most forward to continuing in the new year. The Finals, Lethal Company, 40K Rogue Trader, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Alan Wake 2, and a load of Nintendo stuff I missed. I, yeah. feel, I feel bad about yeah. it. They had a good year, uh, like a really good year, and I missed a lot of it because I just, I was Steam Decked uh, to my neck. Well, you gotta, you gotta borrow a game from your kids. They just won't let you have it. I know. know. I don't know why now. They're not. None of them, I think, are actively playing it now. So I should just bug them and say, what, "What's the deal, yo?" Final category for my quick list. It's not it hasn't been as quick as I'd hoped. Uh, game I bought twice so I could have it on my Steam Deck. The award goes to Diablo Four. Congratulations, Blizzard! You got me again. Hmm. All right, there you go. That's my uh, that's my re- my nice list. Thanks, man. That's a good list. That's a great list. So this is the fun bit. We for got to fun make fun categories. Those were fun categories and a way to acknowledge things that might exist outside of your top five of the year. Exactly. So. Up next, we have our biggest surprises. Oh, I'll start and go quick because I don't want to. I just took a lot of time. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm just cruising. It's fine. Number five biggest surprise for me was Rogue Trader. I expected it to be far less than a Baldur's Gate 3 experience, and it's actually very good on its own feet. I think that game is cool. And I am playing it. I played it last night. Playing it now. Uh, number four, Lethal Company. Goes without saying, I think. Three, The Finals. Two, Death Must Die. And number one was RoboCop. That RoboCop game surprised me. was a big me. surprise. You guys didn't expect it to be good? No. I did. I really didn't. I, I thought it was going to be... I mean, I'll be honest. I, I love RoboCop. I was really excited that they were going to make a, a RoboCop game. I played all the old RoboCop arcade games and console games. I've seen the movie a billion times. I, I went in with very low expectations. And in some ways, the low as we've talked about on the show, the low expectations were met <laughs> in some of the ways the game presents itself. But overall, that game kind of kicks ass and is one of the best-looking games I've played in the year. Um, it was the first game I think I've ever owned that uses that Unreal 5. Um, they don't do the level of D, the LOD stuff anymore where – everything's a vertices. So everything's really clean from far away or close up, whatever that I forget what they call it, but the, it was the first game I'd seen with that. And it's very impressive and kind of crazy that RoboCop was the first one of those that I played anyway. Um, so yeah, big, big ups to RoboCop for being like, Oh, you're actually good and fun and worth buying and not just some weird throwaway shovelware. All right, John, what surprised you? I have five games that surprised me this year. Uh, number five is House Flipper 2. We've talked about that recently, so we'll just recap why it was surprising. I heard House Flipper 2 existed. I didn't even know they were making it, so that was surprise number one. Surprise number two was I looked at the trailer for it and went, I think they ruined House Flipper, and Scott assured me they didn't. And I played it, and they didn't, and I love it, and I think I love it more than House Flipper 1. So mm. that was the big surprise after that. Um, number four is Death Must Die which was a recommendation from a viewer on one of my streams. They just said, hey, have you heard of Death Must Die? Think Hades and Diablo meets Vampire Survivors. I went, I like all the words you just said. 
And I, you know, sometimes when those things, uh, people make the comparison, you kind of expect something very low quality. And instead, I got something that I think it's one of the best looking versions of these games. I think it's one of the better playing versions of these games. I think the power ups are great. Um, it got me on board with a survivor's like game where it's not just moving your character, which typically I don't enjoy those. I've told Scott in the past, like I'm in this to do this one thing. Um, but this game kind of transcends that by having loot and gods and powers and a dash and all that stuff. So, uh, big surprise there. Number three, I feel like is ex- self-explanatory based on the name and who's talking about it, but Bang on Balls was certainly one of my biggest surprises of this year. When uh, when I first saw it pop up, I was like, what the hell is this? And then Scott, the very same day that I saw the game, Scott started talking about Bang on Balls on the show, saying how good it was. And I loaded it up just to be like, let's just figure out what this is. It's got overwhelmingly positive reviews. People seem to like it. Scott seemed to like it. But... Am I going to enjoy it? And I couldn't stop playing it. Still can't. I really, really like this game. And it is absolutely just insane how goofy and uh, rewarding the gameplay loop of this game is. Um, It reminds me of just like those old like N64 platformers where it's just it's not super story heavy. It's just like, here's a world to go around and do dumb stuff in and discover new things and it just plays really well yeah you you two things one if you played banjo kazooie or one of those like the the atypical m64 platformers that you mentioned mario 64 to some degree what made those great a lot of times was there were multiple things to do it's like i'm not just collecting these puzzle pieces i'm also finding a, a cave i no one knew was here or i'm also doing this other extra thing those were all great and those those gave us you know a much broader experience than what we were used to. This game has that as a science, like knowing just how populated this world should be with content, how much per square foot shit should be going on. It's really something this, I have no notes to add to your high praise. It's very, very, very good. And we got to do co-op. I want to play this together. And surprising that it's good. Yeah, I have it. We can play it one of these days. We should play it on one of our Tuesday things. I'd love to play it. Uh, all right, uh, awesome. Number two, RoboCop, Rogue yeah. City. Uh, Scott mentioned this as well. I mean, somebody tells you we're going to do a first-person shooter about a character that only walks, is basically indestructible, and fires one gun. Mm. And you go, well, that sounds like the worst first-person shooter ever made. <laughs> sounds like and, then, and then when you find <laughs> out more about it, you you find out like oh and it's going to be based on a movie which is you know traditionally not a great idea for video games and it's going to uh, be kind of a budget title it didn't come out as like a big seventy dollar production and it's going to be like Mass Effect in its quest and skill tree format yeah you just go what are we doing <laughs> why why is this a thing but somehow RoboCop Rogue City works. And I can't even really explain why. Uh, it's extremely good. So uh, I was I was shocked that I liked it, um, and then pleasantly surprised that I liked it. And my number one uh, biggest surprise of 2023 is the game Remnant Two. Uh, I never played Remnant One. I didn't. I hadn't even heard of Remnant One. I started hearing buzz about this game Remnant Two. It sounded interesting because uh, the big thing that I kept hearing from 
you know, news sources and whatever was that if two people start it, they're going to have a different experience. Uh, it's not going to be the same narrative experience. They might go to different places. Even if they go to the same place, it might look different. They might encounter different um, enemy types or, you know, boss encounters, things like that. It was just shocking to me to hear that sort of talk around this type of game that it kind of plays a little bit like a Souls-like shooter. And I started playing it and couldn't stop. I beat this game. It is absolutely incredible. I think any other year you would be hearing about this game as like a bar none game of the year. Um, it's unfortunate it came out in 2023 where it has to share a lot of space with a lot of other very, very good games. But Remnant 2 is maybe one of my favorite Souls-like games, and uh, it's just absolutely stellar. Um, yeah, chat's saying it is on Game Pass right now, so yep. it's actually very easy for people to check out if you haven't checked it out. Uh, lots of cool yeah. guns, lots of good gameplay, and again, lots of crazy worlds. Like, that's the thing that's the the most shocking about it is you start playing it and it looks kind of like your generic survival fair. It's like, you know, it looks like it could be a discount last of us. And then you go to your first world and I don't know what the first world you're going to go to is. It could be a big elven forest. It could be a dystopian futuristic city. Um, it could be all sorts of things. Each of these worlds is incredibly different looking and almost feels like a separate game in and of itself. And it was really one of the most unique experiences I've had with this type of game and all year overall. Now that's on Game Pass, I have no excuse. I should just play that damn thing and see what's up. Yeah, just flip it out for an hour. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah, I'll give it a try. New enough that, I don't know, that feels like one I want to try next year that I didn't put on my list, but I want to definitely play. Uh, mainly based on your recommendation, because you seem to be pretty pretty hot on it when it came out it's so. really good it's hard but it's really good nice uh bo swing it over to you hello what were your five your four uh i only had four biggest surprises what do you got biggest surprises so in the categories you guys put it could be news and stuff so sure yeah uh yeah, yeah so four is microsoft actually bought abk yeah. i was pretty pessimistic about all that and it actually happened and that was genuinely surprising big news story big deal so especially especially the further we got with it it just felt like there were there were constant delays or reasons why it might not happen or government interference not interference but government uh, opposition mm. and i was with you by the end i was like this is not going to go through. It's just take, something takes so long. It's probably not going to happen, but they stayed the course and it made it through and we still have yet to see what's going to happen with it. Yeah. Good, bad, who knows, but it actually happened. That was pretty big this year. I hope so good. that's number four. Number three is AR is better than I thought it was or than you think it is. Um, that was <laughs> genuinely surprising. I, I, I was all in on the Quest 3, but I really thought I was going to be kind of spending a lot of money on an incremental upgrade, but it actually really helped me. You know, Scott and I had a bit of back and forth about the Apple announcement. I was like, it sucked. Scott yeah. was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Putting on the Quest 3 made me realize Scott was right, and <laughs> it completely 180'd me on um, AR. AR. Yeah. And and that was surprising. It's always, it feels good when you get served a bit of humble pie, I think. I, I always welcome that. And yeah, AR you're still not... Um, augmented reality. Yeah, augmented, yes, reality, augmented versus reality versus virtual. I, I Look, the thing about... I think mixed is the future, and I will say that you're, you're still right that Apple wants too much damn money for theirs. Um, 
But I think the Quest yeah. 3 may, the rumors are they're working on a way less expensive launch model. Yeah. And uh, they got to do that I to compete. So. so that'd be nice. Yeah, because, um, you know, the the big thing about the pre- Apple presentation that was kind of sucky for me was just, well, they didn't really focus in on the games because that's where the excitement, as far as I imagined, was, right? I look at AR and I was like, it's a bit gimmicky. What am I going to do with it? But now that I can put the headset on and talk with everyone in the room, I almost hate when I'm in a game where everything's blacked out. Like, I'd rather be both in the digital world, but be able to see everyone around me and interact with that world too. So um, I don't even think about it in terms of games. I think about it in terms of what what interesting applications can we use with AR when we have multiple headsets and stuff. Yeah. Instead of LAN parties, it's VR, AR parties. Like, our party. Our party. Our party. Our parties. <laughs> you know, like, but like you know, like it could be like a weird thing where we're all playing uh, this weird board game that that can only do things in video game space, like plucking things out of the sky and moving them around. But we all need headsets for. You know, I, I still think the gimmicky stuff is like, oh, there's zombies coming out of your bedroom closet. AR, you know, like I'm like that stuff's. I mean, if you like it, it's great. But I, I mean, v. The VR applications or AR where you have to run a marathon to use, people are just not going to use it. They're like, oh, I'm going to get all sweaty. I'm not going to do that. We need sit down, chill out, fun things to do, like watch movies and play games with those devices. So anyways, that was a big surprise for me. Um, Number two, the Dead Space remake was actually good. (laughs) I was hoping, but I had a real strong sense that it was going to be shite. And it was actually... um, not only was it good, it was baller good. Like it was just, they, they took always the big worry with this stuff. It happens a little bit with Final Fantasy VII where they soup up the graphics. They got to change things around a lot. They just remade the damn ass game, but with better tech. Like there's no um, crazy score or music. They kept the engineering porn in there. Yeah. Um, they kept the exact vibe and feel. And I could just not be happier with the end product. And I was surprised that they they nailed it. And, um, you know, this game, it was at the start of the year, so it's going to get forgotten on a lot of lists. But this was a fantastic game. I agree. It was also kind of... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I just want to jump in because I I used my list and the various lists that we have here tonight um, as a way to try and talk about games that didn't make my top five that I think deserved it. And mm-hmm. looking through the list, I just realized that the Dead Space remake does not get a mention anywhere for me. Uh, and I, I kind of agree with both. Like, this game um, was amazing, and it was an incredible remake. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to also give it a shout-out because I'm not going to anywhere else, but it it deserves something because man was it good yep it was real good it makes me want to it makes me want uh an ea willing to um to truly go for this and not fill it full of bullshit (laughs) like this is just a straight up awesome remake of an incredible already existing game that needed very little in terms of you know structure change but what what little they did add including a visual overhaul i think just made it all the much better I love my playthrough. This is one of my favorite games I beat this year. So, yeah, I'm glad Bro brought it up because it did happen so early. It's easy to forget that this was January or whatever. But yeah, this game's yeah. awesome. And this is um, also, you know, thanks to uh, we all got copies thanks to a, a wonderful listener as well. So it was also kind of, as a kind of nice 
connotation there too. I'm sure. really happy. Started off the year too. really strong. Yeah, really, really. Yep, strong. and and uh, just it's it's just I just like when it's a hard thing to keep a game like this from a AAA developer where it's like, well, there's no there's no music, like you know, there's no, you know what I mean? It's just it's it it's just perfect. It, I, I just cannot wait for more of this. Yeah. Anyways, that was a big one. Um, <laughs> my number one biggest surprise of the year. Ah, guys, I I try to not admit that I'm liking this as much as I am, but I got to be honest, man. World of Warcraft season of discovery like has me by my by by both testicles. Whoa, uh, both of them. Damn, just both of them. A big firm grip on my testicles, and I have to pay attention to it, even though I don't want to. <laughs> um, it is so good. Yeah, um, it is just I don't know what it is. It's just really hitting. And it's the biggest surprise because I was like, I, I thought I'm like, yeah, season of discovery. There's so little like when you think about it, it's just like it's just new rain, some new runes. But like, it's like yeah, I don't know. You haven't. I, I bought cream soda recently. I haven't had cream soda in years, and I'm like, wow, you know, crushed cream soda tastes pretty good. <laughs> don't drink it very often. It's amazing. And uh, uh, classic World of Warcraft just is a taste I like. And uh, um, I've been reading two times a week now and now for the past oh six gosh, weeks. Dude. I got the purple epic, by the way. Nice. Uh, so now go. I get to, I get to show off that uh, I have a sword and a helmet where most of the people in WoW don't have those things, and it's great. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. that's half the MMO experience is e-peening your way to glory. So. I, my e-peen is glorious, let me tell you. And this, yeah. you know, we've, we've, got a good, we've got a good guild. We've got good community members that uh, have, have risen up from the core who also like World of Warcraft and I know not everyone who listens to the show likes that stuff, but I just got to tell you, Season of Discovery is, I'm having fun, and uh, it's a big surprise for me. So, biggest surprise of the year. Love that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the one yep. game I had the hardest time playing this year. I'm glad one of us loves it. And John liked yeah. it, right? John, yeah, the right we'll team's asking it. about we'll to it. Yeah, the we'll right team's it. asking about John. They're not asking about you, Scott, because they know you've uh, you've I've <laughs> made my stance clear. You're a lost cause. Yeah, yeah. they wax you've waxed philosophical on on classic WoW enough. But uh, John got to level 19, and we needed a tank, and Rogues could tank, and we're like, can John level up his? Can, can John finish leveling up so he can join us? Mm. No pressure. So I've been I've been asked to ask you by the raid team. Well, I, also the rogue tank runes are locked behind some some weird spots. So mm, I, yeah. I, it's not a matter of just leveling up, which I do still need to do. But also, some of those runes are a bit yeah. tricky to get I, for the rogue <laughs> tanking build. <laughs> that answer is like I'd love to play, but it requires playing. <laughs> <laughs> it requires work while you play, which is the whole point of classic in the first place. But, but yeah, I'll be talking about season of discovery. All right, for all right. sure. Season of uh, that's my, that's, those are my biggest surprises this year. Nice, John. We're taking over to you. We play this all again. Right. I got some categories. All right, let's hear it. This is John's categoric Game of the Year award categories. I cannot wait to hear these go. Yeah, so I already kind of said this. I'll say it again. Uh, This has been a stellar year for the games that I played. I played so many good games. Originally on this document, I said, hey, guys, put in your top five favorite games. And then I cheated and did a top ten list. And then I said, no, that's not right. Tell Scott and Bo to do top five and I get to do a top ten. So what I've tried to do is come up with categories that let me talk about some of the other games that I just didn't feel right not acknowledging in some way this year, um, even if the categories are a little ridiculous as a result. So the first category I have is top reasons to still have friends in 2023. 
Um, you know, as future goes on, as AI evolves, uh, friends are becoming more and more frivolous, more and more unnecessary to your day-to-day life. But <laughs> I found three reasons to keep having them. Uh, number three is the finals, a fantastic multiplayer experience that I've had a great time with these guys playing. I didn't expect to play a game like this. I don't typically like Twitch shooters, but uh, this one is really good and the theming is top notch. Uh, I continue to play number two, which is Fortnite. It is, uh, it just plays so well. Like it's just, it's comfort food, gaming comfort food for me at this point. And they keep expanding it and doing more with it in creative ways. Uh, the no build mode obviously is what got me in the door and I continue to play it constantly. I can't tell you how much more rewarding it is to play that style game where you shoot somebody and a castle doesn't erupt underneath them the second you do. Um, it, it just, all of a sudden the game is way more fun as it turns out. And the number one reason to still have friends in 2023 is lethal company. Uh, you know, nothing beats doing a bad job with your friends and, you know, playing with uh, these guys, playing with Kyle and Garrett. Um, every time we've gotten a chance to play this, it has been fun and unique and different, even though the scope of the game is pretty small. Like the planets are very similar. The rooms you go into when you're on those planets are very similar. And yet somehow each time you go into a building, it feels so different and so unexpected on the ways it's going to go. And it is almost always hilarious. So uh, I can't wait to play more of this game with you guys in 2024. Big same. By the way, I don't know if we talked about it last time. The guy who made this, single developer. He's 21. I don't mean single like not married. I mean like one dude. <laughs> he's single, ladies. He's single, boys. everybody. And he just made a lot of money on this video. That's game. right. But it's one dude. He's 21 is all. He used to make Roblox stuff in Roblox. Got out of that, did this, did not expect this kind of success. He is now a multimillionaire with all the resources he needs to do whatever he wants to with his game. I think it's an amazing success story and we should celebrate stuff like this. So yeah. also it helps that the game's really fun and ridiculous. That that helps. Um yeah. but it's awesome. Totally worth totally worth playing. Ten bucks. What are you gonna do with your ten bucks? Spend it on this game. All right. Lethal come. All right, what else you got? Uh, all right, my next award is the Core Doesn't Talk About Nintendo Enough Award. Mm. And to buck that trend, <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to Super Mario RPG, uh, the Nintendo game that got me to find where I put my Switch, <clears throat> dust it off, and buy something from the eShop and play that damn thing. Like, yeah. oh, it felt great. To know where it was, mm. <laughs> that I didn't have a piece of gaming hardware sitting in a closet in a box somewhere. Yeah. Um, but also, Super Mario RPG is a fantastic remake. This year had a ton of amazing remakes. Super Mario RPG, no exception to that. Uh, one of my favorite video games, and it's it's phenomenal. So. Yeah. An excuse to talk about Nintendo, because we never do, and an excuse to talk about a fantastic game that has been made even better. Nice. Um, next, this one's a fun category. We're not going to talk about video games at all. Uh, this year, I experienced the midlife crisis of sorts. Um, at least that's what I'm going to call it, because I don't have any other explanation for it. Uh, for n- no discernible reason i got really into transformers this year and started buying a bunch of transformers toys Mm. uh, under the guise of buying it for my son which then turned into the guise of just buying it for myself and they live back there now 
Um, so I thought I would, uh, I thought I would just say here are my top three transformers that I bought of 2023. And, uh, we're going to start though with an honorable mention one. I didn't buy it too. Uh, it kind of with what it is, it kind of circumvents the, the story of this, um, or the theme of it, but let me, I'll show you this is a visual. Sorry, podcasters. Well, I'll do this while podcast you're doing listeners, that. Podcast listeners, he means not podcast. There we go. All right. Theme music. This way. Uh, All right. The honorable mention is the uh, shockwave statue by PCS that was a anniversary gift. Uh, This thing looks like a cartoon come to life. Uh, It is a statue, not a figure, but uh, shockwave is the best. And this is the best statue of shockwave. It uh, is cool. It's weird. It looks like you're doing some kind of weird AI visual thing because that looks like a cartoon in your hand yeah yeah it's like, so good yeah that's great it's it's amazing that's great all right number the so that's number three wow no that was the honorable mention because uh because i feel like it's one it's not a figure two i it's didn't not an buy it figure. and uh three it's just it's just it's levels it's streets ahead yeah. of right. everything yeah. else all right so buckle so, up we got three more to look at so, yeah, yeah we got three more uh next well, uh, number three yeah. i should say is uh, this guy? This is going to be a sentimental one. We're going to talk about this. This is the Transformers Earth Spark Flip Changer Wheeljack. So it's just like that. It's Wheeljack, and um, I like. These. And there, there he is. Wait, are, they, are his testicles on the outside of the car when he's in car mode? Hold on. Wait. It's testicles. Flip, back. He has oh, testicles. Yeah, hold, on. hold on. Where was his crotch area? Like, is it? Oh, where's it? His, oh, yeah, it's right so up the front, front of the car. Oh. If you lean on the front of the car, you're leaning on his gonads and stuff. Yeah, or, technically, I think that's true. Yeah. I think that holds. So this is obviously <laughs> not the most detailed uh, Transformers vehicle. When it's in its like robot mode, it doesn't do anything besides its its arms go like that. It does transform in one little flip, which is kind of cool. I do like that, uh, and yeah. then it becomes a car. But here is why it's number three. Um, this is one of the, the, one of, if not the first transformer I bought for my son. And when he got to the age where he could start playing games with dad and recognize them as games, I have this one and I have two bumblebees that are like it. Yeah. And he gives me the two bumblebees and he always picks this as his car and we have races and we transform him he he says you know he'll say car or bobot bobot means he wants it to be a robot for the moment yeah and so this little car holds a lot of meaning to me because it's a toy i play with with myself that's amazing so look at you i don't bridging really the... care about wheeljack that much yeah. but because my oh, son loves on. him Wheeljack's he's great. uh he's moved way up i just like i like how you're bridging the 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 transformers generations man that's important yeah. got to carry it on it matters yeah yeah well yeah he's got to get into it yeah uh number two is the studio series megatron i believe unironically they call this the gamer edition uh, this is a Megatron from uh, War for Cybertron. Oh, nice! That would. Yeah, and, that's oh, that's how it's gaming. Okay, I get so, it. So, like, here's the crazy thing: in the package, this looks like the tiniest little nothing figure, and I didn't ever get him for that reason. And then my wife just kind of said, "Hey, 
why don't you go get yourself a transformer just like a little kid at the store and i was like yeah i'm gonna go get one and this was the only one i didn't have which was another embarrassing realization so wow. i got it uh because i had permission What's and with the what's with the big mace? Is that normal for him? He has it in the game. No, so you get a, a melee weapon version. in okay. the game. He gets this gigantic mace. And he, overall, no, he looks he, badass. He has he one in generation cool. one. He has a mace in generation one, but it's like a string mace. Uh, yeah, it's a laser it's a little string. electrical. Yeah, thing. so actually Mace is on yeah, he's had that forever. So it's like a Jo and Johanna uh, kind, right? Like a, yeah. a yeah, flail. Yeah, it's a flail. It's like crazy flail. big. Yeah. He's ready to destroy fools with this. Yeah, look at him. And anyway, once I got him out and unboxed him, it's an awesome toy. He looks badass. I love this Megatron. He's a fantastic Megatron. It's he very cool. Tank. I can't deny um, deny you that. It looks awesome. Love it. All right, and my number one Transformer that I bought as part of this midlife crisis uh, is from a series that is actually pretty unpopular with collectors, but I don't care. I think it looks good. It is the uh, Transformers Red, which is a non-transforming version, and it's Shockwave, again, not surprising. Yeah. Um, this is... I like this because it looks like Shockwave from the cartoon. Until I got the it statue... Like, this is what Shockwave looks like. He it looks, looks big like Teenager and Shockwave. Teenage and, Shockwave, uh, yeah. Re ready to go. Yeah. He does look yeah, like He's got a little mouth. laser that you can put on. He's got parts you can yeah. transfer and all of that. Uh, he does not turn right. into anything. He's just Shockwave. You just pose him. And I think he looks great. He does. So uh, he does. I, I'm going to give my favorite. It's, it's kind of what started the flood of me, Transformers. Is the shock Everything this was mm. for my kid until I was like, well, I should get a shockwave for me. That's really cool. Yeah. This is what I got. Nothing wrong I, with shockwave. He's a badass. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, Scott's showing his art of shockwave. Oh, yeah. I saw, well. So for John's birthday, I made this. And of course, it's shockwave. <laughs> I also drew one of the most badass pictures of shockwave ever done to <laughs> <laughs> It was really yeah. fun to do. Um, but I, you know, obviously it's not the same as having a toy. But the. Uh, oh, no, I got it right up there. It's hanging right up there. Oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I was happy to contribute to your addiction of all things shockwave. That was fun. I don't know if I can get it in the camera. Hold on. Maybe you can. Look at him turn. Oh, look at him turning. Chat room, look at this. This is crazy. Uh, there, it is. there it is. Up in there the corner, all framed there and signed. What did I write? Eat my shorts or some shit. What did I say? Uh, you wrote Shockwave Forever. Oh, that's right. With a four, I think. Yeah. Forever, yeah. Shockwave Forever. Nice. I love it. Uh, it is. Happy birthday again. Yeah. Um, excellent. I love that. That's a great little category. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, so that's my category for that. Uh, next category, game of the year that I didn't actually play. Look, everybody has been asking where this is going to be on my list. This is where it is. WWE 2K23 It is my most played Steam game. I have tons of hours in it, and I never played the actual game. So <laughs> there you go. I have to acknowledge it in some way, uh, all those hours and all that time. Uh Next category is game I need to mention to stop a bunch of it was snubbed memes. Mm. That's Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Oh, because you could have said Hogwarts Legacy or you could have said Starfield, and I would have thought those were it too. But in this case, those Spider-Man no, people are no. hard to control, and they freak out. They're like herding cats. All of you yeah. who love Spider-Man 2... This is for you. Go ahead. So, like, that's the thing. It's it's great. It's fantastic. It's another one of those games on any other year 
it would have been a shoe in for game of the year. It's one of the best games I played this year. It's just not in this year. It's not in the top five. Um, but I did want a place where I could mention it and sort of acknowledge like just how good it was. Um, they really did a lot of cool things every time. You know, I think all the characters you play as in that are really solid. It's made me excited for where that series is going and uh, had a, fan- it was a fantastic game. Awesome. Uh, and then finally, the best games I didn't get to play enough of in 2023. This is a way to acknowledge some games that I definitely feel like belong higher on my list um, than they made it. And it's simply because I didn't play enough of them. Uh, number three, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon is i've said it before exactly what i wanted in a mech game it is it is just perfect like i loaded it up i didn't want to get bogged down in things i just wanted to be a cool mech i wanted to do cool mech things and then i wanted to buy parts to become a cooler mech and that is literally the loop of this video game uh that's what you want that's what you want to do it's fast it's uh frantic it plays well Everything Armored Core 6 does is just spot on and very, very good. But I didn't beat it. I didn't make it far enough to consider it any higher than it is. But it will um, get but it'll get some love next year from you, I think. Right? Yeah. Maybe yeah, even I'm early. sure it will get more. And yeah. it let me make a mech that looked like Shockwave, speaking of a previous. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, number two is sea of stars. Yeah. Uh, this is actually very high on my list. I've put about four and a half hours into sea of stars at this point, And it's incredible. It's, it's amazing. I understand completely why this game is on so many game of the year lists. Uh, it is a both an homage to some of the best, uh, JRPGs that have ever been made while also adding its own twist on gameplay, that uh, makes the gameplay not feel as dated as it might if, when you go back and play some of those other games. Mm-hmm. It incorporates smart elements like Super Mario RPG's uh, timed button presses to do extra damage or take less damage on defense. So even though it is turn-based, you still feel like you are doing uh, active battling to some degree. And then a lot of other little mini-games of you know tap A on this whole day with this. Um, that's just really smart and gets you in there. It also is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. The sprite work in this game is just absolutely stellar. Uh, And, you know, they obviously love the games that inspired them. There was a character I talked to that I knew exactly what they were going to say because it is a perfect homage to Chrono Trigger. Um, They know what inspired them, and it's games that... They're the reason I love these games. So Sea of Stars is a love letter to that. And it is, it's truly an amazing game. I think if I had played through all of it, it might've even been in my top five this year. Yeah. Um, And then number one, Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 is a game that I did not get to spend enough time with. Uh, I've seen enough of it to know that it is something special, that it is far more than what it presents uh, on the surface and that they're doing some incredible things with narrative and storytelling and universe building, uh, in addition to all the things that they're always good with with their FMV. It won Best Narrative at the Video Game Awards. Yes, it did. I've I've heard that. Um, You know, it's done some really creative things. Uh, Unfortunately, I did not play enough of it, and I need to get to it, but there was a lot to play this year, and... 
Uh, Alan Wake 2 unfortunately fell by the wayside, uh, so I will probably be talking more about that next year. Very nice. Uh, by the way, I was just sorry to shift gears, Bo. I was looking at your visage here on camera, and your your beard is really gone. It's coming. It's out. It's there. It's a bit. <laughs> My beard. Yeah, your beard is oh. awesome, and I love it. I'm this is not this is not this is not a yeah, uh, pejorative. Yeah. But I was reading I YouTube. Like, I look like a creamsicle. It's like purple and. <laughs> <laughs> I, was re- I was reading some YouTube comments, and we got a guy in there calling you Beard Man, and uh, oh, I'm yeah, I'm the Beard Man, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How's he, that he feel? Happy with me. How's that feel? We all have beards, so I don't know. Uh, I think yeah, he was mad. We he all have mad. beards, but you're the beard man. You are the beard man. Really, yeah. so he was. He, he was just mad because I was throwing shade at Mario. He's like, uh, "Isn't this the guy that said Diablo Four was good?" I'm like, "There's yeah. six buttons in Diablo Four. There's two Mario. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> also, there's a bunch of items I got to put together and math I got to do. Yeah, that definitely won't make yeah. it worse. It'll be fine. I'm sure we won't hear from him again." We won't hear um, from uh, Comment Man. Comment Man. Because you're Beard Man. He's Comment Man. Anyways, what do you want to say? You just think the beard is too much? No, no I think it's awesome. I think it's great. It's do spectacular. Not, yeah, don't change it. It's freaking it's got right. Santa Claus vibes going now. Big time. It does. Uh, let's like get to our next good. group category. This is a fun one. Uh, group category number three, best non-2023 games of 2023. Uh, we each picked three. For me, it's WoW Dragonflight at number three. And uh, I played it in January, but I played most of it at the end of the year. And uh, the game or the expansion actually came out the year prior that fall. And I think the Dragonflight is awesome. All you people with your season of discovery, it's great. I'm glad you have it. I'm really stoked that Blizzard didn't decide not to do all these classic things. I think it's amazing what they're doing, but I have no interest in it. And all my interest in WoW happened in Dragonflight, and I really like that expansion. I think it's awesome. It's a good thing we're not talking about games we played today, I don't think, because mm. I tried a few hours of retail this week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I got to say, yeah? I didn't like it. Oh. I, like it. I was like, I got to get out of here. This is, but, you know, it's only a couple hours. Like, eh. I don't want to get into an argument, but I was kind of like, man, like, I actually like, it's just weird to be. We're playing the same game. I mean, at the end of the day, we're playing the same freaking game. Kinda, right? yeah. But it's yeah. it's weird to be like, no, no, uh, diet Pepsi's better. No, no, regular Pepsi's better. Mm. Let's screw you, mm. you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like, not screw you, but you know what I mean. You know how that kind sure. of thing goes, right? It's more like Coke Classic. We're, we're playing the same game. <laughs> like it's you know, but sure. Uh, I you I'd be curious if you gave it more. I mean, two hours is eh, two hours is a fair amount of time though to kind of get a taste for it. I, I think. I think part of it is it's getting overwhelmed from coming back. Like I just, it's like, it's just kind of, it's hard to set your foot back in. Like, it's just like, I had like 15 messages and quests pop up. I got 30 dark moon fair items in my bank. I have so much gear. I have no idea where it's from or where it's for. And, uh, the combat's pretty juicy. Like, that's all right. Like, I like that. But, um, yeah, I just, I was like, I don't know. I like, I like starting from, I think what I'm liking about WoW is I'm starting from one. Mm. Mm. And I don't want to start from one in a game with 13 expansions. You I understand. I mean? Yeah, no, I totally so I, get well, it. I have, to pick up, I have to pick up a level boosted character, but then I feel like like I'm late to the party. You know, mm. like, like you said, you've been playing this whole time, so you yeah. haven't really missed too many beats or thread, but like I feel like I'm just off the ride. And, and playing classic, it's like I'm at level one in Duratar. Like I feel, 
you know, and it's not so much game that, in fact, because it only goes to level 25, it's comfortable. Like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I can stop playing and, and, and now and feel fine like I've done everything. So That's really interesting. I'm glad you have that perspective on it because I, I haven't, I've, I've had a hard time figuring out why I'm the opposite, you know, kind of the problem the opposite way. And oh. I, I think it's, I think it's kind of what you said, but flipped. It's, it's, I never left. So going back feels like, well, well, I already, I'm in this game already. I've already done this part. Why am I doing that again? But if yeah. you, if you haven't been keeping up and then you go back to that and then you try to go forward to retail, it probably feels weird. It probably feels. Oh well, yeah, well, like Chromie at one point is like, "Hey, where do you want to go level? Do you want to level in the the Burning Crusade?" I'm like, "Didn't I do it on this character? I, Bur- Burning Crusade or Shadowlands?" Well, I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to start a whole Shadowlands expansion just for ten levels." And then it's like uh, something else I did, like Legion. I'm like, "Didn't I do Legion?" Mm-hmm. And then I did some of the there's there's scenarios for the starting races. Yeah. So I did a couple of those, but I'm. I teleported. I'm like, I'm in Ghostlands. Now I'm in uh, Molten Core. Now I'm like in some spaceship, I think, that's part of Legion, like the Lightforge Drenai. Mm. I, I was just like all over the place. And I'm like, this is such a smorgasbord of like random shit. But like, you know, World of Warcraft is like, the classic is like, okay, I'm in Duratar. Uh, there's that stupid poison quest where I got to run all the way to a guy who tells me to run all the way back out to get the poison yep. and then run all the way back to Ogremar and then mule the poison back yep. and have to do it in 45 minutes. So the next 45 minutes of my life, I've now given up to this quest. Like there's, oh, there's pain points in yeah. classic. Absolutely. That make yeah. me want to, um, you know, just, I don't know, just swear and, and be angry. But anyways, it's just weird though, getting into retail and feeling like, wow, the graphics are so good. I hate it. Because you're not used to it, right? You're like, this isn't wow. It's too good. It looks too good. Yeah. yeah. It is one thing. way of seeing the changes in a very stark way, right? It's going yeah, from one to Look at the other. RTX. It's hurting my eyes. Ah. Yeah, right? There is there is ray tracing in it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, interesting. So for me, number two, uh, Guild Wars 2 is my uh, is my other old game that I played a lot of this year. And I played a lot of it yeah. while I was playing WoW and ended up getting sucked over there for a, a sizable chunk of time. Uh, leveled a character to 80, got another one sort of there, and then a third one even playing. Like, I don't know what happened in Guild Wars 2, but Guild Wars 2 got real good while I was away, and that thing's, that thing's rad. I like that I think game. it's kind of the same thing as Classic, where it's kind of just like it's its end-of-life stage, so... I assume ArenaNet's working on another game that to be like they're not just like this is all we do for the rest of the I would time assume so. Yeah, I would so assume I assume so. it's their team B that's keeping up on the updates. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, yeah, just do whatever's cool and fun. Kind of like how SOD is happening with classic, right? It's like, yeah, just take the old game and you know, do whatever. Yeah. And and they're kinda you know, because like SOD does kind of throw shit at the wall and it's like it's good. And it seems like Guild Wars is kind of the same vibe as it's you know, when I'm in there. Yeah. It just feels like the heyday of that game passed. Is that? I mean, right yes. The only difference is, I think it still maintains the, it still maintains the core experience. If you start a new character, you do it exactly like you did in 2013. They haven't. There's no like time travel. You know, like the stuff they do with Chromie and and stuff to make new yeah. characters. They don't. None of that exists in there. So if you're gonna play, you're gonna play the the way that you play, and you're gonna work through that world. You're gonna do your stuff, and there's some shared account stuff. But for the most part. You're starting fresh. Um, although it's a lot better now that now that if you have the right expansion, you have mounts. They're very cool, dynamic mounts in that game. 
and you get one right away if you start a new character that's ground mount that's the leaping uh raptor thing and he's great so that helps a lot like the early game feels a little less of a of a drudge um as a result because you can traverse the place but uh but yeah it's a they have very different approaches uh blizzard and arena net arena net seems to be like we don't want to you know this is the game from one to whatever and when you max out at 80 yes it's a ton of end game content pvp pve blah 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 but we still if you want to do a new dude you got to go do it the old fashioned way and i think i like that so it's a weird kind of classic part of it i don't know they're very different games in a lot of ways so blizzard keeps taking ideas from it though i've noticed <laughs> Uh, finally for me, Mark of the Ninja, I mentioned it already. That game's amazing. I love it. And I've been playing the, uh, the remastered version, which came out last year and it's fantastic. John. Yes. Oh my gosh. One of uh, these is a Transformers game. Let's go. I know. I know. You look, you look bad. Yeah. Uh, my best non 2023 games of 2023. Number three, uh, we talked about, I got weirdly into Transformers this year. And uh, in getting into it and also reading a news story about how you couldn't buy Transformers War for Cybertron anymore, but you could still play it if you owned it on Steam already, uh, I remembered that, yeah, I own that game. And I never played it. I bought it because it was on sale and I Transformers always seemed cool from a distance. I'd never got into it. And I decided to play Transformers War for Cybertron, a really old Transformers game. And I loved it. It was super good. Uh, and I am super sad that you cannot buy this game and play it anymore. I felt guilty recommending it on the show for all the people that can't buy it and play it. It's really, really good. And uh, yeah, the Megatron I was showing earlier, he's in there doing his Megatron things. Uh, second stage, you're playing a Starscream flying around. Um, it's... I wish they would do a remake or remaster of this game badly. Well, you might like, get it. You might get your wish because this was held up in some of the Activision stuff. And now that Microsoft owns it, I don't remember who said it, but somebody's on record as saying at Microsoft saying, oh, we, we'd love to revive those. We'd love to bring those a, back. It needs a fresh coat of paint, a yeah. little more color. It's a little too desaturated here, but... Uh, from a gameplay perspective, it still plays really, really well. Um, and I just had fun. Like it, it just harkens back to that age of like, we're not bogged down by a lot of things that a lot of modern games have. It's just like, no, get in your Megatron, start shooting shit. Like yep. that's what you're doing. If you're not shooting it, hit it with a big hammer. That's yeah. what you do. That's what you do. Uh, why are you worried about something else? Like there's going to be a cutscene, but yeah, like you, you can care about it or not. Just play the game. Yep. Uh, and I had a great time with it. Uh, number two is Octopath Traveler. I had a lot of people ask if Octopath Traveler 2 was going to be on my game of the year list for this year. No, because I was too busy playing Octopath Traveler 1, which is a fantastic game. Uh, and I haven't gotten to 2 yet as a result. I know they're not connected. I know I don't have to play them in order. But I'm not wired that way. So I'm still playing Octopath Traveler 1. And uh, I just think that that game uh, looks great, looks uh, amazing, and is, again, it's a nice throwback to a type of game that I really like. I, I do think Sea of Stars maybe elevates it a little further um, and stands out uh, a little above it, but I had a fantastic time with Octopath Traveler as well. Yeah, I played 20 and, hours um, of the new one, and it is very good, but I 
I don't remember why I fell off. I think it was because Baldur's Gate 3 came out, and then all bets were off. Because it's a long-form RPG. Yeah, that's it, too. <laughs> I think that's where the problem might be. Look, I walked into that arcade. I, play, I put 20 hours of quarters in it. I then got distracted yeah. by some other shiny arcade machine. That's, yeah, a, that's what yeah. happens. That's how you play games. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number one, unsurprising, maybe, World of Warcraft. Uh, this is... This is a game I swore off of. I was done, and I was happy to be done. Not only did I feel burned by the brand and the game in general, but I went on and I was like, oh, there's better versions of this game out there. Um, I still think that. But what ended up happening was World of Warcraft kind of realized that they dropped the ball, and they started fixing their shit. Hmm. And they did it in two ways. One, retail, put out a solid expansion, and continued to become more and more user-friendly while showing more and more listening to the fans, which is something they have had a very hard time doing in the past. Um, And while all that was going on, Classic started to become interesting in a couple different ways, whether that was hardcore becoming a thing that was fascinating to watch and enjoy from a passive perspective, or... Season of Discovery being a truly unique and different twist on something that was familiar. I played a crap ton of World of Warcraft this year, and I didn't think I would have ever played. Never would have predicted it based on the last couple of years. I never would have thought that you would have been in there at all. And I'm shocked. Like I, I am definitely the bridge between you two. I'm, I've enjoyed my time in Season of Discovery just as much as I've enjoyed my time in retail. I fluctuate between the two of them. In fact, the biggest frustration for me is that because I like both of them, when I log in, it's sometimes very hard to decide where that attention needs to go. Mm, I could see that, yeah. I've heard you're not the first person to say that either. There's a lot of split split personality going on in there. Uh, Bo, well, you maybe you can just play on Saturdays when we do the core community stream. <laughs> I got to level up first. I got to go yeah. fight harpies again. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what? We have a lot of 25s. I bet you they'd be willing, people would be willing to help you. We have. And then I got a social. We have, we have 200. <laughs> we have about 200. We're fueling about 230 characters in the guild. That's great. Um, so we have a lot of people. I mean, a lot of those are alts, but still, even if you were to half it, it it's most generous. It's, I think there's still like a, more than 100, 150 unique players in the core guild. So That's awesome. I love I mean, that. I'm, find people willing to help. I'm, I'm in core yeah. on retail and I'm in core on uh, season of yeah. discovery. It's I'm, all hopping. I, I'm just trying to entice you again. I've been put up to this by my, you know, they give, they give me streamer privilege on loot drops. Look, so Scott has raided with me. Like for, if, for if SOD, yeah. Scott, you've raided with me. You know that they're not asking for what they think they're asking by having me join. No, I am not fun to rate. No, well, here's no, but here's <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think when you raided, Scott was an instance guy. You were Azeroth Roundtable. You know, people know Scott. Now we're all core. Yeah. So now, That's if you don't want to do something, my bad habits. I was less well known before, and I was hiding from trash and hiding in dead bosses. If you don't want to do something, just say streamer privilege, and it'll be understood. You know, we can thank Asmongold for that for paving the way for streamers to get all yeah. kinds of privilege. 
uh, while everyone else does the work. Mm. And I think it's Scott to some extent too, because he. Oh, I did. I just didn't uh, brag about it. He doesn't do professions. I remember conversations on Instagram. Well, sure, he doesn't do professions, but he participates in the fight. That's true. I fight, (laughs) and I never. We all have our own personalities. It's you know we don't we don't have to be the same, but you know if there's something the uh, ew you mean I have to kill trash ew I'm going to sit out. Well, then you can do that. I never want to be like, yes, Saya, we will kill the trash for you. Wow. You know. Saya, Scott yeah. always participated in the fights and he, you know, he was a, he was a model raid citizen. And when he was told not to do something, he listened. He didn't I, go, you're not going to tell me what to do. And then yeah, yeah. But how, do how many, he's told not to. How many times did, do people give you flasks? Oh, all the time. All the yeah, time. Because I, don't, I hated own, that stuff. He's got his own thing. Somebody had to earn the gold to, and make the time to make those flasks. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's part of the privilege. It's like, well, I do a show and that takes up time, time that I could be making flasks. So we can't have both. <laughs> Either you give me flasks or we don't have a show. Here's right? here's a funny perspective on that, though. When I was playing with John in those early days, I didn't know that he was hanging back in a corpse of a, of a boss we just beat until the trash was gone. I didn't know he was skipping trash in other ways or sneaking around that way until like somebody like Ben would tell on him and go, Oh, I see John's uh, up to his usual whatever. And it, and it used, I mean, that stuff, that shit cracked me up. So the main <laughs> reason. To put raid icons over my head so they would know where I was. <laughs> this is why. This is <laughs> not, why. Not for any strategy, just to know where in the room I was at any given if time. If anyone wants to know the genesis of me deciding to contact John and say, hey, we should do some content, it was this. Because he would make me laugh so hard on those raid runs. Partly because he was so immovable on his attitude about it. Like, you had made me laugh so hard in there. And yeah, that's normal human being would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I got busted. John's like, no, I'm not doing trash. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> He's no, like, you guys, I'm ridiculous. getting a pizza. I'll be gone for 10 minutes. Good luck on that trash run. And then he would find us at the end of the boss and then get whatever loot there was. And it was freaking funny. So if that's what you guys over there in your season of Discovery want, I got good news for you, John. Your man. They want. They. They. they uh, it's not me asking. It's the group. They're like, Bo, can you ask John what's going on with his character? Is that nineteen? It should be twenty-five by now. And I said, I'll, I'll <laughs> it ask. really should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it absolutely. That's should great, be. though. I love that you played this at all this year. I think it's great. And Blizzard, you were you were right to ignore Jay Allen Brack's thing when he said you think you want it, but you don't. I, I think. I Apparently think it's proven out. I'd, it's proven out. Shocked as anyone that I'm playing it. I was like, I for sure was done with WoW, but I'm finding my. I even tell like people when I'm playing. Listen, I'm only playing Saturdays, okay. And the worst thing about MMOs is they all see you log in, so it's like it's the worst. Sunday morning, kink or logged in. They're like, oh, somebody's <laughs> playing World. I'm like, shut up, I'm not here. I'm not really here. And then I try. I, I named all my alts Goreth, so I can't even get away with sneaking on an alt. Like I was playing on an alt the other day, and then I got an invite to my own guild, and I was like, God damn it! Yeah. Then you get the real real ID friends, and they're gonna they're gonna spot yeah. you and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm just like, whatever. I just have to be honest about it. I don't want to be playing as much as I do, but I find myself going and what if i logged in and just played a bit of wow that's comfort food it's the same reason i end up in Fortnite Mm. most more often than not that's pretty much how i I go under the guise of what's in the store today are they gonna sell me ninja turtle skins yeah and then next thing i know i've played five rounds of (laughs) Fortnite, (laughs) like you do all right 
Sorry, this was your section, and we kind of derailed. No, it. no, that's good. I that think we. Oh no, exactly that was your top I one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's talk to Bo now about your three games that were your non twenty twenty three best games of twenty twenty three. Yeah, the best ones. Are, okay, so they're not going to surprise no one except maybe the third one, which is a humble little game called Stacklands. This game is amazing. We've talked about it before on the show. It is a solitaire card game that is like a survival game, like Valheim or mm-hmm. Don't Starve Together, something like that. But it's cards, and you just play solitaire, and you can play the solitaire for literally like 20 hours. And there's some fighting in it, but it's mostly nonviolent, weird, kind of subversive. Um, it's one of those games that also is in the category, like Vampire Survivors or you know um, Lethal Company, you know, made by a guy. And I, you know, I just I look at this game and I'm like, like I can do this. Like I'm not saying I can whip one out in a weekend. Okay, please don't meme on me. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you program a 3D surface, you make some cards, you do something compelling with those cards, and boom, you got a game. Yeah. And that's what this. And this this when it's nonviolent like this. It, like just just the vibe of it i'm just really impressed with this game that's all yeah and it's, it's great. fun to play i've lost a ton of hours there's a new expansion i haven't gotten back to it yet but i still i sunk a ton of time in 2023 i love Stacklands. as as card games go this is my card game yeah. and uh yeah yeah no notes um, on that it's a fantastic game people should play it and it's cheap yeah. there's no reason not to pick it up and the music's great and just the the little sound effects like like you go like it makes little noises and things like just just, yeah. just great little cute noises. All right, number two, uh, I played a lot of Dark Tide this year, mm-hmm. and I've, I remain a big fan. We've talked at length about why not ever it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I am definitely a reject, and I definitely identify with the rejects of the uh, that you play as in this game. I think the guns gunplay is solid, and I love that they're working on it. So who knows? You may be playing this in the future. I liked I liked this game quite a bit. Nothing much it. new to say other than it's a solid uh, solid uh, PVE shooter. I want to get back in. This is the year I get um, back in, I think. Yeah, maybe we'll find some time to play. Yeah. I also think the increasing difficulty levels are quite good. It isn't just deeper health pools, but like more crazy banana pants stuff. It's, it's yeah. got good difficulty uh, sliders. Yeah. All right. And the last one, a non-2023 game, Yakuza Like a Dragon. That was a game that came out last year. And I finally put... Uh, my head to the pavement. I put my head on the pavement. Is that what you said? I put my head on the pavement and played <laughs> and cranked it out. <laughs> that's yep, the that's real what, image. That's what they do. <laughs> put your head on the pavement and crank it out. Yeah. I put my head on the pavement <laughs> and cranked it out. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a dragon. And I'm glad I did. It, there's a lot of exposition in the beginning. It's a bit slow to start, but damn, is it is, is it. If it isn't one of the best JRPGs, emotionally touching, just full of pathos, wonderful performances, good in English and in Japanese, um, it's just so good. It just made me fall in love with the whole franchise and what they're doing over there. Um, Can you remind me if the new game is all, it's also turn-based, like back to that, right? Is that what they're uh, doing? The one Infinite not, Wealth is? Not, not it, year, yeah, the yeah. Infinite Wealth, that one. The man who erases name is back to the roots of being a punching uh, game. Right. But Infinite Wealth is turn-based. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I really like that in this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's worth getting to the end. It is a it is a long game, but it, it, that's what I mean. It's meaty. Like, you get your money. You feel like I got my money's worth. And, it, you know, it has this big dramatic ending. And then when you're done, you do have a, a repeatable dungeon, not infinitely repeatable, but a dungeon you work on getting stronger as beating this big sort of boss has a great like pinnacle content, I guess as well, which I also, I 100%ed achievements on the game, 
not all the mini games. I, F you, Shogi. I hate Shogi. <laughs> um, I wish they'd remove Shogi from the game. But, you know, and, and Mahjong I could do with that too. But I realize it's important for the franchise, but I'm never getting achievements on those. You like doing the but, karaoke uh, business and all that stuff? Oh, hell yes. It's yeah. like the karaoke is a, a good one. You know, you just do it a couple times. You try and get the little scores and you're good. It, it doesn't ask much of you on the, on some of those games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I like the little like go-kart racer in the new one. Oh yeah but yakuza like a drake it's a great onboarding point too the other thing is there's tons of yakuza games tons of lore you're gonna see that lore in this game but it stars its own cast of characters that are not in any other games so it's easy to you know feel like you're starting somewhere new along with the- i also like that it's very easy to tell where you are in the timeline depending on his hair length you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. His hair tells you a lot. I actually uh, like that. There's like story value in his hair. It's yeah. not just crazy. It's like got a point. So It is crazy, though. All the Japanese people are like, what's up with your hair? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's such yeah. a reject, too. He's such a like, I don't even know what to call him. He's different. He's different than all those other stoic Yakuza people. He's well, they just, explain. And once, once you get into his whole backstory about how he became a Yakuza, it makes sense. He, he, he was just... Well, I mean, it's it's early in the game. He that old, the older Yakuza family patriarch saves his life, and he's forever grateful. He's an orphan, doesn't have any parents, so he looks at that patriarch as a role model. Yeah, and it saves his life. He cuts off his finger That's for right. a kid he doesn't know to save his life because he was a young brash idiot, and then so he's just like, I'll be forever be grateful no matter what. And he doesn't have any other father figure in his life, hmm. but he's like, he picks that guy as a father figure. Yeah. And then when he gets asked to go to take the fall for a crime and go to jail for 18 years, when he's only like 18 himself, he does it without question. Yeah. Loyal. And so basically he's like 18 years old. He goes to jail for 18 years and comes out in his forties. Yeah. And like, he's just, he's missed. Imagine missing your twenties and thirties. That's like his character. He's still like a kid, really immature and doesn't know what a cell phone is. But likes Dragon Quest and thinks of fighting as Dragon Quest. It's so good. It's just so well done. Yeah. Like they thought, That's my they, favorite detail is that they yeah. they make it a part of the story that he does turn-based yeah. combat. They're like, why do you let people hit you? You're a fantastic yeah. fighter. And he's like, it's the honorable thing to do. Yeah. 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 He's, he's got the video game Disney mindset of learning about these things. Not an actual he's not an actual crime person. So he's a fish out of water, you know, uh, in this world, which is sure. like a good thing. It's yeah. a good character to play. Yeah. Love it. Um, and, um, uh, what yeah, else? so that's, that's it. That's my, oh. uh, these are the, these, this is the end of best non 2023 games of 2023. Well now look what we get to do. Now we get to do this, which is start this up <laughs> and we get to talk about Bo's weird list of stuff that doesn't fit into neat little yeah. categories. Bo, take it, take I, it to I, us. I, I'm not running a list of nominees. I'm just giving out the award and who gets it. All right. So first up on the award list, best adults in diapers award. (laughs) Uh, And that goes to furious baby patriarch Gundawara and Yakuza like a dragon. So uh, aforementioned game. Uh, I don't see grown men in diapers very often in video games. So when I see one, it gets an award. There you go. I like that you qualified it. I don't see grown men in diapers. In video games, very often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In real life, it's another real thing. Real life, you can't walk down the street without falling over one. Yeah, they're everywhere. And that's a Tuesday down at the Legion. Mm. Um, all right. So, uh, all right. Next award. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Best worst glass to play Diablo 4 hardcore in. 
Rogue. Oh. Gosh dang it, I lost my Rogue again this week. It's the third Rogue that's died. Uh, I'm never playing Rogue in hardcore again. Forget it. I'm wow. It. Why Why do you suppose Rogue is the most? It's just paper thin or what? What's, it's what? just paper thin, and I play Barbarian, so I like mitigation. It's hardcore, right? I, I like having all the insurance. It's like a diaper for your health bar. You know, like it's... Yeah. You know, it, rogues just like take damage and die. Like I just, I got froze. I don't. I pushed the freaking scroll of escape button. It didn't work, and I died. So, but the scroll of escape works when I'm just walking and accidentally click it. Yep, sure, that button works. <laughs> but when I'm actually dying, you think the thing works? Nope, nope. Yeah, I think I'm done with hardcore Diablo Four. Pretty much, I think I'm done. I, I lost three rogues. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's I'm, great. I'm, I'm on the statue. I don't know what I'm trying to. prove. Yeah, what are you anymore. trying to? I was going to ask. What are you trying to prove at this point? I, I yeah, think I probably I won't care. do any hardcore, but I think I am on the season. I'm on the season grind. I'll do that. I'm in for that. The season was really fun, and I was just pushing to do Abattoir of Zir stuff, so I was doing, uh, like, level 60 Nightmare Dungeons, so 20 levels of you have 100. The enemies were, like, 120-ish. Yeah. And you gotta do that to push your ranks, but I pushed a little too hard, and Ugh. Ugh. I died. Yeah. Did you do it so. on stream again? Croaked on stream? No, this was off stream. I was just like, let me just grab some dungeons. Oh, there goes my character. After, like, a few hours, I was like, that's great. Well, okay. pour, pour one out for his eighth rogue in a row, or whatever it's been. It's a lot of yeah, rogues. Well, anyways, if I do hardcore, I'm done with rogue. I've played three of them. It's great. All right. All right. Next up, uh, this is a VR one. Uh, best K-pop act to watch in Venta X. So Venta X is a great little <laughs> app on the App Lab, and they do K-pop performances. And thanks to watching the concert performances within Venta X, I've become a great fan of uh, Dreamcatcher, mm. which people ask me about. What K-pop do you like? So Dreamcatcher is good, and I recommend it on Venta X. As well as Quan uh, Yun P, which is a, a great act as well. So uh, check it out there. If K-pop's not your thing, go on Amaze VR as a runner-up mention and watch Sarah Larson. She's, I think, a Norwegian singer. I can't remember. Swedish, something like that. Uh, you know, Northern Europe, that area. Sure. Also good concert. Scandina- Anyways, Scandinavian artist. Scandinavian. Yeah. Congratulations to all the winners on their awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, everybody. Yeah. Someone please reach out and let them know they have an award waiting for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an email attachment. Um, so, <laughs> all right, next up, best you will cry like a baby moment, and that goes to Like a Dragon, the man who erased his name. I'm telling you, it's worth making it all in your ass all the way through the campaign. You know, even Baldur's Gate 3, as good as that game is, uh, did not make me cry or feel sad or move me to the extent that this game moved me at the end. It was a shock because most of the game is pretty macho yeah. and, you know, video game style. But there was an extremely tender moment at the end, a uh, long tender moment that made the whole thing super worth it in retrospect. And uh, I love that game forever for it. And that's, I think a lot of people felt the same way. That's great. Did you cry on stream for that one? No, I was playing alone. I was just bubbling or blurbling or what is it? Bubbling? Blur, no. bl- blub, um, blubbering. Blubbering. Blubbering, you know, by myself. Uh, you don't want to be caught I'm, blurbering. That's trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I need to play. <laughs> I think I need to. I was less committed to doing the streaming as much as I am now because I was still working. So I think now I need to play the entirety of Like a Dragon on stream probably. So you should we'll, do it. We'll it's like John with his Final Fantasy rip through from one through. Where'd you, where'd you end? 10? Yeah. We're in 10 right okay. now. You know, All right. One You'll day, be back. Maybe we'll finish. 10, yeah, you'll possibly. be back. You'll be back. Yeah. And uh, all right. Uh, next. Oh, shit. Next award is Best Ongoing Development of a Game Award. That is Dark Tide. Congratulations, Dark Tide, on continuing to update your game. It makes me very happy to know that that's the case because maybe someday other people will like it too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're doing a great job. Uh, next award, uh, 
email me for your email attachment. Uh, next award is best VR modded game. Um, oh, you played a lot year. of these too, so this will yep, be interesting. Yeah, and you can go to the Discord, Flat2VR Discord, and find out all the skinny, or just follow the Twitter account. Uh, there's still some great stuff we're looking forward to, but yeah, I do ch- I do mod a lot of games for VR, and the best one I played this year was Portal 2. Mm. Um, even though it had some jank with flying infinitely, it doesn't quite work right. It was still a great experience that someone finally did. Everyone's like, you can't do Portal 2, it'll make you sick. And, and I'm like, I don't care, I want it, I'm fine. I want to get sick. And someone... And someone did it, and I enjoyed it. I played a lot of the game. I didn't get quite to the end yet, but I played through a lot of it, and it was very fun to is it, is it weird yeah. at all with, or can you, um, sorry, I was going to ask if you can do co-op with the other robot. Somebody else can play it in VR or no? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think VR, it's, yeah, it's just display change. So, I, and uh, you probably Man. could play with a non-VR person. Portal 2 is so uh, good. What a game. Yeah. They need a Portal 3, damn it. I know we all want Half-Life 3, but really... Really, what I really yeah. want it's probably Portal Three. That's what I really yeah. want. Give us Portal Three, the portaling or, or port, what was it? Portal Drift. I portal Drift. 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 Or portal. Port. The Porkio Drift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Next up, best deserved an award but didn't get one. Like it all a thousand times over. Jedi Survivor. Uh, I really like Jedi Survivor. I didn't finish it. The bugs. The the the, the controversy of the game didn't bug me at all. Um, too much. It was still a highly playable, fun, awesome game. The mocap was great. Story was great. I was really enthralled by it. And I should get back to it and complete it because it was fun. Uh, you play a game to have a good time, be told a good story, and there were some great set-piece moments in it. Fantastic game. It, like the Spider-Man 2, folks. Just a lot of good shit this year. Hard to make that one hit, but the people who made it should be really proud, and that's still a great game to, to dig up. Also, another example of an EA game that didn't come out with a bunch of bullshit in it to make me yep. pissed at it. It's other than, you know, they had some glitches in, on the PC version. Well, yeah, but you're talking microtransactions. Yeah, microtransactions and bad business shit. They didn't do that this year. I don't think they did any of that this year. They probably pushed it out sooner than they were ready to. That's what it feels like because yeah. most of the game is good, just like graphics and, you know, yeah, balance. Yeah, some performance issues. Like, yeah. I, I liked the game so much I beat it before the performance issues were fixed. So, you know, yeah. like, I liked it so much I powered through it. I was like, this isn't ideal, but I like the game too much to wait. I just, I just think EA deserves... A recognition anyway for going against type for themselves this year with yeah. multiple games coming out that are excellent games without all the shit added on to it which they have been you know non-stop at for years and suddenly this year they didn't and i don't know why maybe they finally got the they got the right idea i don't know but uh, that's good all right tell me about your best vr made right. games for vr because this so- list is definitive this is a list, and it's, yeah, VR game, VR, made for VR games. It's not modded, so they're made for VR. And my, my favorite. Now, I didn't play a ton this year, so it's a, it's a lot of stuff I played, but um, here we go. Number five, Borderlands 2 VR. It's not a mod. It's an official VR release, so it counts. Borderlands 2 is way better. Like, it's janky, but apparently on Quest 3, it works better. I was reading comments about it, like... Just randomly, it runs better on Quest 3 in terms of the UI jankiness. But even with the UI jankiness, that game's got a lot of explosiveness, right? Like a lot of stuff flying everywhere. And like, we, it just really works in VR. And that's it makes me look forward to Bulletstorm, which is now delayed till next year. Oh, but yeah. I really enjoyed Borderlands 2 VR. I thought it was great. Cool. Um, uh, next up, Piano Vision. Not really a game. It's like Rocksmith or, yeah, Rocksmith, but for pianos. 
but it's an AR game where you learn teaches you piano. And I have a P I've got a controller and a piano that I can plug right into the headset and play along with it, but you can just do a countertop and it'll just project the keys and you can learn to play piano on a countertop. It's cool. Piano vision's awesome. Yeah. Um, next up is Vertigo two. This is a one developer VR game and it's just insane and random and crazy and colorful. And it's really great. Kind of a Rick and Morty sort of vibe to it with it, not without it being Rick and Morty. Oh um, yeah. You talked about this one. I remember you going yeah. over this when we saw some video. It looked really yeah, good. Like weird aliens, some old man in the basement. Yeah. There's a war going on. Um, you know, it's just any with Tyrannosaurus Rexes. It's just like it's just weird, and it's just hodgepodge of assets that they're pulling together into a weird world that feels very Rick and Morty. So. It's like a it's yeah. like a tool video or something. Old man yeah. in the basement covered yeah. in ash. I love it. All right, it's great. Um, number two, and Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Shocking, but proud of Ubisoft for releasing a, a pretty good title. Um, the the assassining is good. The mantling and the running around is really good for VR. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. And number one is Asgard's Wrath. It's a total package. It's great, and it deserves its ten that IGN gave it. It's still a VR ten, but that's still saying good things about this game. Uh, so far as I played it, it's phenomenal. So there, if you're looking for good buys for your VR headset, there's a list there. Yeah, it seems strong. That's a good top five. Bunch of games people like and recommend, and you certainly did your job this year on evangelizing the platform. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, that's right. It's the Core Crew's top five games of the year. The definitive list from each of us. To finish things out for our big awards episode. Not awards, but whatever this is. Our favorite thing. Things it's awards. awards. It's awards. awards slash Awarding recognition. Yeah. There you go. Recognition awards. Something to that effect. That's all coming up. I'll bet none of you can guess what we picked for game of the year. I'll never get it. You'll never, never get, get it. Because, it. yeah, that's not, that's not it. We're going to give our personal top five. But then we are going to somehow agree on a single game to give game of the year to. Which is wild. So... There could be fights. There could be arguments. There could be bloodshed. Um, I don't know. There will be blood. Try and, yeah. We're going to try and unanimously agree on what should be called the game of the year. So yeah. get ready. If there won't be blood, there will definitely be a milkshake. And you will drink your milkshake uh, after this break. Drink it up. <laughs> drink it up. We'll be right back. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Okay, we're back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there for us. And uh, welcome to the part of the show 
where things get crazy. It's time for us to name the best games of the year. At least I do have a question before we dive too far into this. Just personal preference, real quick. Go. Do we want to each go like? Do we want to round robin style this, where we each say our number five and then go to number four, or do we want to just run through our each? Oh, I like the round robin. I like that. Bo, what do you think? Round robin or no? I I like the round robin. I'm yeah. I'm just still second guessing my picks. Your your list? Well, definitely not your number one, but I could see where the others might be slopped around a little bit. Um, all right, well, let's let's do that. Number five, I, I think I may be the only person to pick them. Yeah, I am. I'm looking here and nobody else did. I put Diablo 4 at number five. I think Diablo 4 is a very good action RPG. I think that uh, it has only gotten better. I like how the dev team is listening and building stuff around it. I still have major problems like we talked about last week with the in-game store and how it works sort of to undermine the gameplay of the game. So there's some definitely some issues, but the the systems that the game employs for the actual gameplay, I think, are as top notch as you can get these days. And I loved playing through that campaign. Uh, was happy to finish that and excited for the expansion. And I like the seasons so far. So yeah, Diablo Four, Diablo Four, Diablo Four. I can't talk. Is my f- fifth favorite game of the year. New game of the That's year. It's a good choice. Yeah. yeah, John, where are you at? Uh, my number five was Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I had a really hard time picking a game for this. It kind of felt like it was down to Remnant 2 or Jedi Survivor. I found a good place to talk about Remnant 2. But like Bo said in his, it didn't get an award, but we should be talking about. I do feel like we should be talking about Jedi Survivor. I had so much fun with this game that even though I was running into some of the technical issues, I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop playing it. It is one of the best Star Wars games I've ever played. They took everything I loved about the first game, made it better, and they made me care about Cal Kestis, who was a character who I'm certainly on record of making fun of a lot. Yep. And uh, made his story and his journey very interesting. Um, And the second it ended, I went, why isn't there a third game? I need a third game right now. Yeah. I'm sorry about that burp. I didn't mute. I don't know if that. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> no, no, we didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Your new mic is. I was uh, worried. That the green, the green, the green was on. So I thought maybe I just burped through John's segment. And I was like, <laughs> that, that was really rude. I'm sorry. No, uh, I think your new mute. mic is good at uh, burp burpless functionality. Sorry, protection. I'm still a little sensitive, yeah. but I agree with what John said uh, wholeheartedly. Support his. That pick game's for awesome. Five. Yep. Uh, Bo, what's your number five? Is a last minute change. Oh, and I got. Exp- <laughs> It made you I had, alive, I had, Scott. I had, I, had, I had Everspace, Everspace Two on here. Yeah, I really liked Everspace a lot. And I still think about getting back to it. It stays installed on my system, but I had to swap it out for D four. Mm. It's just more ambitious, more tech. Like I'm like I can't, I can't put Everspace Two higher than Diablo Four just from like achievement. You know, just sheer achievement level, right? Like if the world's bigger, there's a lot more going on, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So honorable mention to Everspace 2. Play it. It's good. Yep. And um, I'm going to give it to D4 as well. All right. And I feel like it almost has to be, like, even regardless of quality of game overall or how you feel about the quality, which you like it. I'm not trying to say you don't. But, like, what you did with Diablo 4 this year, 
it almost feels like how is it not on the list in the same way that people are like how do you not give it to wwe 2k23 like i almost feel that same rule applies for you yeah Yeah. i've got a couple hundred hours in that game for sure like just throughout the year i've played i look back at my like vods on twitch and i'm just like i've streamed the i played a ton offline i streamed the game a ton I played a lot of Diablo 4 this year, and it was very good. I liked it. I, all the naysayers were just hedging. I'm not hedging. I gave it my full 10 endorsement. So, nice. great game. Yeah, it is good. It's the only game about twice this year. So, Whoa. explain that. Uh, Bo, or that was Bo. Now, let's go back to me for number four. Here is my fourth favorite game of the year. Sea of Stars, which I am I'm further in than John, but I'm not. I'm nowhere near the end. I need to get back to it, and I will. I mentioned that in an earlier category. But Sea of Stars left a big imprint on me and was the first game to peel me off of Baldur's Gate 3 and did it in a kind of major way for a couple of weeks there. It's all I wanted to to do. I can't wait to get back to it. John said it all earlier. I agree with everything he said. I would just add that it is rare for a game to be so referential to an earlier time and at the same time make strides of its own and i think sea of stars did that really well so i like the game a lot so for me number four sea of stars nice john yeah, what about great. you uh number four for me is resident evil 4 remake um resident evil 4 is considered one of the greatest video games ever made it's considered a landmark title one of the best of the series uh, beloved classic of the Resident Evil franchise and Resident Evil Remake did the seemingly impossible task of not only remaking that game but making it better, and they did it. Yeah. So, it's a, game a hell that's already of a thing. one of the best and make it better. This is how, and it's great. John, John struggled, not struggled. John, um, he played through six times, different levels of difficulty, all the fun stuff you do in that game, all the new game plus, and all that. He sat patiently while I played that game on stream and was freaked out by a lot of it, especially in that library. F that place. F it. F it to hell and back. <laughs> the bugs. The oh, my bugs, gosh, man. dude. I hated those things. Um, but I but I have to admit, like, it's not on my list, but any other year it would be in my top five. It is a hell of a thing what they made by making a game that was already great and making it better. And despite... You know, my aversion to horror games and then Resident Evil has got some, you know, it's had, I've had my ups and downs of that series. That was a whole lot of fun to play through. So I'm, I'm with you there. It's a good one. Uh, Bo, number four for you, sir. Number four is War Tales. Ooh. Uh, yes. And you're, I know what you're thinking. Better than Diablo 4? Yes. There's more jank. It, you know, best game doesn't necessarily mean technically best uh, packaging. Um, I have been looking into looking for a great entry point into low magic, uh, turn-based tactical combat. I love the gritty management. You know, sometimes you have to resort to cannibalism. You have to pay your guys and they leave. You can name all your characters. You can make bears fight for you. The presentation on this one is gorgeous. The music sounds like The Witcher Three. They did end up voice acting everything. The quests are a bit janky, but the overall vibe is immaculate. And you will not, you cannot get this game. There's no other version of this game anywhere else that is this good or, or of it. It's it's one of a kind in its like 
what it is, and it's my jam. And did you I get a, this game? Did you get a chance to do the pirate stuff yet, or no? No, I'm still. You know, I'm still in the main area. It's 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 a slog of a game. Like a playthrough is a couple hundred hours. It's not a quick game. Um, but uh, you know, I do plan on playing some more into the next year. I do like the game quite a bit, and um, I, I went back and looked at my time play, and I did play quite a bit for a while. I just you know lost out to other things coming up. Right. But uh, I really think this was a, a great release, and I enjoyed it when it came out, and still think of it fondly, and it, it stays installed on my system. Very nice. Uh, number three for me is a game that has gotten not a lot of love today. I'm about to give it its biggest injection of love. <laughs> My love injection. Uh, yeah, injected, Scott. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I love Starfield. I think Starfield is a very cool Bethesda game. And I say that that way because that's what it is. That's exactly what you got into. It's a Bethesda game with all the jank that implies, with uh, some of the older systems that implies and everything else. I do like them, their games in general. And this one is my favorite Bethesda title since let me say this carefully probably since Fallout New Vegas and I like Skyrim a lot and I played a ton of Skyrim but for me and my money Wait, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas isn't a Bethesda game well it's Bethesda published you're right it was made by Obsidian it's a fair that's a fair point but it's, it's still the franchise the, that family of franchises yeah yeah and they're still involved you know they had to be because they own it but um I I've not enjoyed one with that you know that that engine those systems that sort of thing okay. as much as as I had then and certainly since Skyrim I think Starfield is not as successful as Todd Howard would have led us to believe the kind of scope it was supposed to have originally I think it under he oversold it and it underperformed that a little bit but for me it's still an impressive game and I still I look forward to getting back into it I look forward to you know, some of the issues that were problems then are already worked out. Some of them, some are still coming like maps and cities and all that. That's got a big update coming in January. I think Starfield's rad. And I think it was unfairly um, maligned by a lot of the community who just love piling on to shit for reasons that are, it depends on the game we're talking about, but Diablo experienced a bunch of that. Starfield certainly did. Um, people got shit I mean, for all sorts of games this year. Not everyone's going to agree with this, but I definitely think the timing of Baldur's Gate 3 had a lot to do with how it was received. Oh, it definitely dinged it. Yeah. Like, I think if there was more space between them, it might have been a little different, but everyone was hot for one property and got to look at the other property and yeah. point fingers. And yeah, that's true. Plus, you know, it's easy to want to pick on Microsoft at a time where they really needed a win. And... You know, it's still one in terms of numbers. It made sold a ton of copies. They're they're happy with it. it, it you know, yeah, it got content farmed. Like that's at the end of the day. You know, it was it was the streamer culture that really took a took to it. Right? Like, yeah, there was a lot. Really farm really farmed that. And it, Baldur's Gate even remember Baldur's Gate launched four weeks early to even you know they were sitting Larry and sitting in that boardroom going like let's launch before yeah. We don't want to launch after Starfield because they don't know how good it's going to be or whatever. It might just trump them, and they were more agile about it, and I think it had a lot to do with And I think Bethesda and Microsoft and everyone involved underestimated Baldur's Gate. I think everybody did. I think yeah. a lot of people just thought, oh, it's a CRPG. We've seen a million of those. What's the big deal? Oh, it's new graphics? Cool. Like I don't think they knew what they were... Uh, they've said as much. Didn't Phil Spencer? He came out and said, we didn't... 
We didn't respect what Baldur's Gate 3 was about to do. Yeah. And I think that that's probably true. But anyway, Starfield is my number three. John, number three. My number three is Final Fantasy 16. Um, this was a very anticipated game for me. Um, and it is it is a game that just was an exciting ride um, from the moment I started it to the moment I ended it. It you know, uh, I talk a lot about like the highest highs that I experienced this year in Final Fantasy 16 might be that like there were multiple moments where I just cheered out loud from how insanely cool or over the top uh, a moment was in that game. And while, it, you know, it's only hitting it and I say only in a year where there's lots of really good games here, but like. To me, the only thing that held it back was some of the lulls in between. But like, man, when this game was popping off, it was really popping off in a massive way. And uh, from the music, it's one of my favorite playing games, um, you know, as far as combat and mechanics and how it all comes together. It's this gradual, slow roll. Um, you know, the combat was done by the guy who made Devil May Cry. Um, got the credentials and boy did it play like it like the fighting in this game was fantastic and then the cinematics the scope and the music were right along with it um just a truly wonderful experience coolest boss coolest boss fights i had all year i'll give it that they were really the, something the scope and scale of them <clears throat> just insane and every time you thought well it's not going to get bigger than this it somehow did mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it deserves to be on someone's list as much as much as I gave it shit for not holding me till the end uh, I mean it was it's a big deal that game uh, Bo you're number three my number three is like a dragon the man who erased his name mm. and uh, this didn't get a lot of love in the awards but I gotta tell you uh, and this game even is less usually a Yakuza game has 13 chapters this has five or six it's a shorter side story, but they've really perfected the Yakuza formula with this one. It being shorter is almost better because um, it doesn't feel like there's any less story to it. Uh, you know, there's still lots of punching and fun to be had. I think, you know, and the again, I just look at the overwhelmingly positive feedback on Steam that's has consistently stayed uh, afloat, uh, meaning that critical response, you know, is like, yeah, this is a good game. But in a, a game in a year with a ton of good games, maybe it's not a standout, and I can accept that. However, I really enjoyed this game, especially the ending. The ending really ties it all together, specifically with Kiryu as a character. He's such a mythological tough guy, very unrealistic, but he's got a soft spot for orphans, and it's this sort of redeeming part of his character because he was one, and that's how he ended up in the life he was. And well. Everyone knows he loves orphans, so they're always using them as hostages and shit. And, uh, you know, he's just, his whole MO is, like, about keeping those kids safe. And I just haven't cried that hard at a game in a long time. and Or, you know, maybe ever. Maybe Aerith, Final Fantasy VII. It was really good. It was really striking. I can't say enough good things about this overall story. So, nice number three. Looking forward to that uh, next yep. one. Uh, all right, let's jump to number two. We're getting to the top one, you guys. No one's going to be able to guess it. I'll never get it. Uh, number two for me. Oh, it looks like I share it with someone. Anyway, Phantom Liberty. Yes, that's right. Cyberpunk 2077's expansion. And that is what it is. They called a DLC. 
It's not that. It's no, they more called than it that. an expansion. Well, they, they did. Explicitly but, called it an expansion. But wasn't there some? Who, who was the? There was some. Idris Elba went and corrected people. If you said DLC around Idris Elba, he said it's not DLC. It's an expansion. Gotcha. <laughs> if you're not gonna listen to Idris Elba, who are you? Yeah. Who are you gonna listen, listen, to, listen to? Yeah. Listen to Stringer Bell. <laughs> That's right. Always listen to Stringer Bell, unless you're in that warehouse or that. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know how he was the brains behind the op- uh, the uh, the operation. Yeah, he was going to like financial classes all day and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he was the he was the real mastermind behind uh, what was it, uh, Barksdale? Barksdale. Yeah, Barksdale was the guy. He's also the trainer in Creed, which is kind of fun. Yeah, Barksdale's also in uh, Dread too. I think. Oh yeah, he is in Dread. The thing about him in Creed is he's helping train Creed, Apollo Creed's son, the same actor that. Whose oh, character yeah, he Michael had B. killed? Jordan, right? yeah, yeah, had him killed in that other thing in the wire. It's <laughs> funny. Anyway, uh, I loved that expansion, and I loved playing through that game again. I think it finally came into its own with 2.0, which they very generously gave everybody before the expansion. The expansion was really reasonably priced. In a lot of ways, how they did things from the business standpoint with that expansion. And with the updates, felt felt like an apology without having to give one. Uh, it's hard to explain, but it just felt like doing right by its players by fixing all the shit that was broken when it launched and giving us a more complete package plus a very reasonably priced expansion that really added to the to that game. I think Phantom Liberty and, for that matter, Cyberpunk 77 would be my game of the year if it was a full-released game this year. I would have probably given that number one. I've said it before on the show. Um, it's just such an excellent package now. And you know what? My favorite side activity of that game was every day or so, Liam O'Brien and I would have a conversation because he was playing to it too. And I think he's done it three times now. He's, oh, he's so into it. The other night he sent me a bunch of pictures and saying, dude, look at this stuff from the guidebook in the 80s. They totally took this character and made it. Uh, this is where Rogue comes from. This is where whoever... Like has all this insight. Oh, he's reading the pen and paper. Yeah, he loves it. So into it. That's great. It is it, the 2020 pen and paper is like has this iconic feel to it. It's like of its era. Yeah. Oh yeah. For you, sure. You you wouldn't get like even the new editions don't write it with that vibe that that one has. That one had abandon in it. It's crazy. And so we just had this wonderful like back and forth every day, and it was always getting to see kind of where he was when he got to fight uh, Adam Smasher after the Adam Smasher rework. Mm-hmm. he's just like going, oh my gosh, dude, now he can do this and this and this. And that fight was trivial before. And now it's like really hard, you know, just all this back and forth. And uh, that was just a nice, fun little side thing. But I think it, there's a real genuine, like these guys nailed it and they just needed more time before they put it out. And it's a bummer that they, you know, had a launch like they did, like any game that launches poorly, blah, blah, blah. But this thing is a really great video game now. And, yeah, yeah, should be the new V in the sequel. Oh yeah, put him in there. Why not? They should, they should get yeah. Is anyone for CD Projekt Red listening? We'd know a great voice actor. <laughs> He'd be amazing <laughs> in there. Yeah, for V two. Get Liam in there. I would love that. Um, but yeah, number two, Phantom Liberty slash Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Kind of owned me this year. I love that game. John, nice. what, what did you pick that's totally my, different than the one I just said? My number two choice. Get this is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Phantom Liberty, uh, the game with Phantom Liberty. 
I debated if I should call this game my best non-2023 game of 2023, and at the end of the day, Phantom Liberty came out this year, and I played through the entire game this year, and as far as I'm concerned, that's a this year release. Uh, I think Cyberpunk 2077 is one of my all-time favorite games, period. Wow, uh, I love, wow. Yeah. I love this universe. I love the characters. I love the way the game looks. It's one of the best looking games I played this year, and it ran the best, too. Like, in a year where I couldn't even get Mortal Kombat to do a fight without stuttering, this game comes along, looks better than everything else, and is running at an amazing frame rate all the time. Like, it, it's, it's stellar performance-wise now, and granted, they've had a long time to figure it out. I'm not trying to say that they worked some alchemical secret. It wasn't like that at launch, but... Um, it's just the experience of this game in this world is, uh, is kind of profound. And a lot of these games, as much as I liked them, I've had my time with them. I played them. They're going to sit on a shelf until maybe an itch comes back. I found out they added just a couple new things into cyberpunk. And I want to play through, not just to see the new stuff, the entire game again. Mm. Uh, it's a universe I don't want to leave, which is shocking because it is a rundown piece of shit universe that nobody <laughs> should want to live in. And yet I don't ever want to leave. Uh, I, I cannot say enough good things about this game. And like Scott, if it wasn't for the number one game any other year, this would not only be my game of the year, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that we were in this place because I remember when it was launched and everyone was like, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> nice to see how it's like really come oh. along. It's so good. Yeah. And I will throw on there, not that Scott knows this yet, but he needs to. This is the scariest video game I played this year. Oh, yeah. In a I year didn't... where I played the Dead Space remake, Resident Evil 4, I played horror games. Cyberpunk 2077 is the game that genuinely terrified me this year. Yeah. See, here's the so quick update on that. I paused before that choice for this reason, because John said, oh, it's scary. And so there's two things at play. One, I'm terrified to do it because I hate scary games. And two, um, I, I, well, I got busy with the rest of the game, right? So yeah. like I could pause there and go, all right, well, there's a ton of shit to go clear out in other places. I got so wound up in that in my second playthrough that I've just not gone back there yet. Part of me's nervous too. So there is, a, I am at the point of that Phantom Liberty story where it's about to play out in the way you described and finish up. And I am. I haven't done it yet. I have a save sitting right there. It's ready to go. I don't know what I I'm going to do. It. I need to watch you do this. You cannot do it privately. You have to do it on stream. All right. Please tell me you'll do it on stream. <laughs> oh, I'll no. tell you which choice to make. Like, there's two choices. I, how about this? Here's the light spoilers. It's a choice between read and songbird. Sure. I'm not saying the context, but you either choose read or songbird. Read leads to scary. Songbird does not. So, and Scott, my heart would lean songbird, but you're telling me lead. I gotta pick read. If on stream, yes. Stream, okay, please. but you should pick what your please character stream. is RP'd to pick. So you know. yes, but specifically stream and pick read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm doing it then. I'm doing it. We're gonna stream it. We're gonna do it. We said we were anyway. It's just got busy. And we haven't had a chance, but we will. 
Uh, chat room says I look like the dude today. It's the sweater. It really ties the room together, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's jump down to Bo and his second pick for the year. What do you got? Uh, right. So, unlike you two, uh, I played Cyberpunk 2077, but just didn't get to the expansion. So, I have, still have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not picking games on my list that I haven't played. Sorry. Um, that means I have a replacement for it. It's not like I replaced it. I genuinely think this deserves number two because I love the franchise. But I put Dead Space Remake mm. as one of my favorite things I played this year. Nice. Again, it was such a faithful remake that I remembered most of the maps because I played through the first one a couple of times. Um, but I loved how much they leaned into making that ship feel like a big engineering, you know, behemoth. Like, just the big rooms, all the noise. Everything about that game just, like, hit the... Every second of playing that game, I was having fun playing it. You know, and in a lot of cases, there's lulls and stuff like that, but I just enjoyed it the whole way through. Even though I played it again, it was an absolute pleasure, and, and I enjoyed it. So that's number two for me. Nice. Space Remake is one of my favorite things I played this year. Do you think we'll get any further remakes from the series, or are they going to just jump into something? I like hope a so. Dead Space one? Two is like considered a high point in the series, so yeah. it seems crazy not to remake two if you did this well remaking one. But you never yeah. know. No. And personally, I think Dead Space Three is good. It got slammed because that was in the era when microtransactions were making their first waves. Yeah. And it did have buy some currency for items. They can take that out, and it still had a Diablo-esque kind of build-your-own-weapon with in-level resources while still being a scary-ass game. So I think Dead Space 3 is a great game. Mm. It's more Thing than Alien. You land on an ice planet, but the ship graveyard is awesome. Yeah. And the ice planet's pretty badass too. So I would love to see them remake both at this point. Or just, you know, take it in a new direction too. I'd be happy with that considering how faithfully they handled um, the original. I could do with a different two, you know, like an alternate path. Yeah. Uh, it was, my fate is in their hands. They, it, was they also, well. it was also a hell of a flex this year to have. Callista Protocol come out. Everyone's excited. It's got all this old blood from the team. You know, can't wait to see what someone does with the ideas of Dead Space and make it better. And instead, what happens is the remake of the OG just trounced it. Like, well, you, you wonder what the story is behind the scenes. I don't want to throw shade on anyone. I think they closed down the studio for maybe different or unrelated reasons. I don't know all the thing, but you kind of think maybe they would have at least invited back the creator maybe he said no just because he was slighted you know maybe yeah by it it might not mean anything and um it might just be sad that cluster protocol hit the way it hit but that's that is on them right like they can test and launch yeah. the thing in good shape so yeah. at the end of the day i I'm, I'm sad that that was the case for their game yeah had that awesome it, girl from the boys i it. still made yeah i, I was gonna say um kimiko's in there Kimiko. and i'm just like i actually feel bad that i haven't played it because i'm watching the boys again and i'm you know with my mom she hasn't seen it i'm like that's kimiko she's awesome oh my gosh like, you're watching that with your mom what happens with the penis exploding thing what are you gonna do uh, we haven't gotten there yet but there's plenty of that <laughs> and she's just like oh my god i can't watch but, <laughs> i almost know. said that's gen v but then i realized like oh no that's there's just a lot of penis no there's the like <laughs> oh that gen v thing i want i watched gen v by the way i caught up on it Oh, I haven't seen it. Yet. When the little, I did too. The girl I, that I shrinks liked it overall, but I didn't think it ended very strong. No, the end is rough. I, I'm totally. I was just gonna say, I totally agree. It's not great. The ending's not great. Although it's cliffhangery, whatever. But most of it, I really enjoyed. 
But man, do they got to have a tiny girl on a giant wiener? Do you really? Do I have Is to? Is that what bugged you? Was the little girl like on a, a big wiener? Yeah, I don't know. That didn't seem fair to her. That seemed rough. That seemed not. I don't know. That seemed like a bad job for her mm. to have as the as the participating willing participant. But still, it's like here. Here's my giant. I don't know, dude. I I couldn't do that. I Plus, mean, half of that show is just trying to do it for shock factor. You know, like they... They really do like doing that. They like shocking yeah. you. And they love penises on that show. They love them. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. The whole I mean, there's series. one season where he, the guy gets choked out by a giant set of penis or balls or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's... <laughs> but season four is coming, so I want to do a rewatch. I mean, my mom hadn't seen it, so I'm like, you should really check out The Boys. Like, she likes it because it's, you know, that critical satire that makes it so good and... Yeah. Homelander is like a piece of work, and my mom kind of likes English TV shows, so Butcher's in it. He's the English guy, so I'm like, look, it's an English guy, and he's like, fucking diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is kind of great, you know, he's like a, yeah. a stud, studly violent dude who's unhinged. It's oh, just I so good. That I character. love that show. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. Um, Chad Omega 9 in the chat says she wasn't really holding a penis, it was CG. No, I know it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, she didn't actually shrink and grab a big penis. Scott. I don't I don't know why I had to be told that. Come on, Scott, figure this out. This is not real. Wow. I i I'm shocked. Um, all right. Where were we? Oh, we're now Wait, game yeah. of the year. Yeah, we're, we're number game one. Game of the game year, of the you year. guys. Game of the year. Now it turns out. Do, do we want to do this one? We all say it at the same time and see. Yeah, if they let's match? do a countdown and everybody yell it, and everybody will just have to figure out what we picked. All right, you ready? Let's count it down yeah. in yeah. three, two, one. Baldur's Big shock, everybody. No. Big shock. Now, you might lie. say to yourselves, Bo, who finished a complete run-through and has multiple runs going, John, who beat the game, and Scott, who got pretty far, but then started a new run, and I haven't actually finished the game. Some people are going to give me shit for that. I don't care. Do what you want. Waste your you time. I still know it's the best game of the year. I just know it is. I, I didn't play anything like it all year, and I played some games I'm really excited about finishing that are a lot like it. I, I really like Rogue Trader so far. It is no Baldur's Gate 3, as good as it is. I loved Cyberpunk. It's no Baldur's Gate 3. Like, it doesn't... None of these other games come close, uh, regardless of your playtime, I think. Now, they're not for everybody. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just couldn't get into it. I can't do turn-based, or I don't like old school D&D concepts or whatever whatever your reasons are I'm not making you know light of any of that that's fine not every game is for everybody but for me BG3 just it rocked it was a blessing that it could play so well on Steam Deck so I could take it places um and have it all synced up I just loved that that game's badass I loved it uh John thoughts Baldur's Gate 3 what do you think I mean it, it's hard to it's hard to say like it is exactly it is a game changer like you know there's a reason it promoted a bunch of articles or prompted I should say a bunch of articles of don't expect this from other video games uh, whether or not that you think that that's fair or not like there's a reason people's heads are in that space it's because there's nothing like this mm -hmm. um it's just crazy good it's crazy deep i'm gonna I, I will keep going back to this game i have kept going back to this game and uh just want sometimes i don't even know what i did different to see something different that's how crazy it is it's not randomization but 
the smallest things you do can have massive impacts and cause crazy ripples. Um, it's it's just an incredible feat. And I think even if you are not a fan of this game, even if you're an outsider watching, I, I think you should be able to, knowing what people have said about it, knowing what it is, at least understand where that decision came from. Like nothing, no other game is like this. Um, from the level of voice talent, the level of depth, the level of uh, customization and uh, the branching paths and the narrative, like everything about this game is strong. Yep. Yep. It's good. Bo, thoughts, additional thoughts on your number one I mean, game what, of the year? What is there to say that hasn't been said? Even chat room is not surprised about this. Everyone listening is probably like, okay, here we go again. Another hour about Baldur's Gate 3, you know. <laughs> But I yeah. think it's done things. Forget like CRPGs, like um, choices. Ma- very few choices matters. Games have done it. It reaches a level of ambition in that regard that it's the top spot. You know, in terms of the rippling effect, how detailed certain things are. Um, you know, you can kill off main characters as soon as you meet them, and they're never in your playthrough. Uh, you can betray them later. You can fall in love with them. You can. You can bang a mind flare. Um, you can. <laughs> there's just all kinds of unexpected. You can lick twists. a spider. Whatever you want to do. You can lick yeah. a spider. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can just so many surprising things. And so, I think what they did is they they centered. I was reading an interview recently with the team on. I think it was on IGN about they really wanted the mind flare. They really wanted to get you on mm-hmm. the mind flare stuff. They mm-hmm. wanted to make you feel like. They were presenting an actual moral and ethical choice and that you had to choose and live with the consequences. And I think they succeeded in putting you in the position of making a big choice like that. And like it goes beyond role playing and can kind of go into like what are your personal ethics. Like whoever takes on uh, the Mind Flayer um, sacrifice towards the end of the game, like I talk with a lot of people about what choices they made. And I'm like, I'm the only one that I'm like, I'm not going to make my friends do it. I'm not going to make the guy do it. I like, I have a hero complex. I've learned. I'm like, I've got to do it. But I lost the love of my life, Lazelle, because I, you know, I'm a gay. She can't do it. I can't go with her. I was super bummed about it. But I'm like, would I have done it differently? And I reloaded a save, and I realized, no, I would have still done it. Like, it's like I, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh shit, I can't be with my girlfriend. Guess I won't save the world. I guess I'll ask someone else to. Do. I'm like, no, I, I did it. Mm. And I was like, that just, I love games that show you things about yourself. And sometimes they're not comfortable or they're not great. But this they really nailed that central, uh, if you really get into the story, that central decision about how you would go about treating your companions and treating the people around you. And I just thought it was beautifully done, man. And the fact that it was done with rich VO the whole way through, actors that loved their, what they were doing, that are on social media constantly just... Loving still the game. love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still um, they're promoting it, you know. Like, Playing there's just a game, too. Yeah. Like, there's crazy. it's not even just that the mechanics are once in a lifetime, but the actual like troop. And you know, you, there's a lot of TV shows that have cult followings where the actors and creators, you know, have fond memories, talk about it like it's kind of like a, a moment in history, lightning in a bottle. I'm sure like the critical role guys will be like that. No one's going to do a D&D let's play like they do f- forever. You know, these are the these are the good days, you know, like in 10, 20 years when it's all over, they'll be 
still known for that or the Star Trek Next Generation cast, you know, that kind of Right. This game has that vibe and has that sauce even around its meta story that you can't help but I think cheer and root it on for what it is. Yeah, you nothing know, else really up. had it quite like that. You know. Yeah. As and as hard as as hard as the dude from uh <laughs> from Final Fantasy sixteen tries. And he is trying and it's great. I love the crossover. Yeah. Ben Starr is a star. Thumbs up. But it, there's something going there's special like you said special sauce happening with it's the, just the one you know yeah. it's uh your favorite band is like a led zeppelin in the, its heyday or something like that like just whatever special magical thing is going on with a game it's just beyond even the fact that it's a D game or it's a crpg everyone just loves this who participate in this project just loves this project and it shows in the play of it yeah Including, like I said, Raf- I, I think he's underrated. Everyone talks about Asterion. I think Raphael is one of the best things in this game. Mm. His voice acting is insane. His boss fight is super cool. And he sings his own boss music. And I think it's one of the greatest musical pieces in a video game ever. I I love when I, when I first got into that level, the, the smile in my soul and face. Like, I've barely been replicated in any games I've played. I was like... <laughs> They really did this. Like he's so self-aggrandizing that he's got to sing his own boss music at you, taunting you that you're about to die now. And it's like, oh, it's just, it's so good, man. I love this game to pieces. It's an amazing game. Now, the one thing we didn't do is a little disclaimer before this, and there's been rumblings in the chat. I just want to make this very clear. There's a very good chance that some of these lists would have included things like Super Mario Brothers Wonder or Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom very well might have been on this list without question uh, for maybe a couple of of us uh, in our top five. But we can't put things on our list that we didn't play. And why we didn't play them is maybe an interesting conversation. I can tell you why I didn't. My Steam Deck just completely took over my portable gaming life and I didn't touch my Switch. It just didn't do it. So varying reasons. But the point is we're not, none of this is us shafting them or going, oh, they weren't good. I don't know if they were good. I didn't play them. I'm sh- I assume they are good. You know what I mean? I, I can didn't... be a bit of a villain on that front. Like, not a big one, but like, I've, I own Breath of the Wild. I've tried playing a few times. I didn't, I found it boring. That doesn't make it a bad game. It just means I found it boring. Right. You take from that what you will. It's not insulting it. So I'm like, why am I going to play Breath of the Wild if I can't even, or Tears of the Kingdom if I can't even play Breath of the Wild? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just not, I, I, maybe a different show. At least for me. I mean, the other two hosts love love the Zelda games. So I love Nintendo. For me. I do. Yeah. yeah. I do love Nintendo. But, this is a weird year for me because normally I am, I'm all about the Nintendo. I love Nintendo. Love them. Like, there were some new numbers. I don't know if you saw these, but like all-time PlayStation sales records dwarfed by Nintendo games. Like Nintendo, they often get, sh- not shafted, but taken out of the conversation and put down a peg when we're talking, oh, the console wars and who's winning, who's doing whatever. The truth is they just steadily kick ass back there with or without us <laughs> singing their praises. But this is the year where I do want to go, all right, Scott, hook that shit up, play RPG. Uh, I was so excited about Advance Wars, the Advance Wars remake, what's it called? Whatever they called it. Um, oh, and, now, yeah. and that's One out two. now. One plus two. Yeah, yeah. Why am I not doing that? I, I should be playing. Maybe we that. need to go on a bit of a Nintendo marathon at some point. You know, maybe we need to make a, an official core Nintendo week, and all of yeah. us 
are banned from playing any other games except Nintendo games. Just well, to give sadly, I never got Nintendo to Super Mario Wonder, but I had access to it. Yeah. Um, I Tears of the Kingdom. I will. I would absolutely play it, but you all know me. I've said it on this show. Even I have to play the first one first. Yeah, and I don't own the first one. It's your deal. So yeah. it is. It is a separate game purchase and playthrough away before I can even get to it. That's just how I'm programmed. I couldn't, there's no way that was going to happen this year, but I did miss Super Mario Wonder. I have no excuse. It's in the other room. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll film sack on, on the show film sack. We'll sack a show or excuse me, a movie that is like the second or third in a series first, and then go back into others. And every time we do that, I think of John and how he would hate that. Like, especially if it's a series you hadn't seen. So if it's like, I don't know, Hellraiser, we start with Hellraiser three and then work our way back. And every time we I'd do that, I have to know go, in advance, or I'd have to watch a lot of movies prior to like time to go. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I have to watch. All yeah, it would drive you. I think it would drive they you. They gave up a me wall. so much extra work for film sack this week. I gotta go watch a bunch of movies. Totally respect that, though. Um, well, anyway, there you have it. Baldur's Gate three. You are one hell of a game, and everyone should probably play it. It's on every platform now, so you have no excuse except Switch, I guess. Right? Yeah, not on Switch. Yeah, so I don't think, they, I don't think uh, they have a plan to, to bring that there. But uh, my daughter's playing it on PC this week. She got it for Christmas. My, uh, I got a bunch of friends are playing it for the first time on their Xboxes and their Playstations and their PCs. It's a great time to be a fan of Baldur's Gate. All right. Before we go today. That's a good question. One of these. We got a quick email. Thought it'd be a fun one to finish out the year. This is from Beef Blast. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, put that in your cheese and melt it. It's gross, right? Yeah. I think uh, Bo was drinking one of those earlier when we came back from break. <laughs> he was drinking the beef blast, not the not the oh. diet cock or whatever I called it. <laughs> um, anyway, quick email from them. Uh, they say this. Hello, Scoot, John, and Bo, but spelled like bow, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a bow. I'm a bow. You're so a bow. I don't, know what, I don't know what word that is. But yeah, okay. he called me Scoot, so I assume it's all meant to be something. But oh, anyway. It's meant to be cute. So, so, oh, and John has an H, which yeah. you know, is meant Jahan. to be. Yeah, Jahan. Yeah, Johan. 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 Johan of the New Hampshire. <laughs> you know the ones. Um, anyway, says this. I notice whenever Scott references Warhammer, he always sounds like he's imitating an Aster- Asteris? Astartes. Astartes, whatever. Saying, Ezekiel, to me. Uh, I do that a lot, I admit it. In episode 397, Scott says he doesn't do the tabletop stuff and his Warhammer experiences from the books and games, meaning video games. Same for me, says this. Uh, says Beef Blast. So uh, what content is he quoting or inspired by when he says that? Uh, also, I only recently dipped my toes into Warhammer, starting with the Horus Heresy books, which I immediately was addicted to. I am on book eight out of 54, and I may oh go God. all the way. Whoa, 54? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I hope I never get too into Warhammer. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so busy if it happens. Right? There's so much of it. Oh, I read no. four of those Horus Heresy books, and they're awesome. I really do want to continue on. Will at some point. They're, they're really good. Um, okay. To answer his question, though, I got it from a video game. Way back in the day, my buddy and Andrew and I would play the 3DO version of Space Hulk. It eventually got ported to, I think, PC and PlayStation. But at the time, it was a big deal because it was a EA game that was exclusive to 3DO. And I bought a 3DO because I was weird. And we played it. And in that game, there was somebody who kept yelling for someone named Ezekiel all the time. So he was constantly going, Ezekiel, to me, or Ezekiel, we must 
you know, um, push on Ezekiel, like that kind of talk. And for whatever reason, it just stuck, and that's just my go-to now. Oh, this game is rough looking, huh? Oh, yeah, way ugly. It's like Doom, but ugly and really slow. It's supposed to be kind of a horror game, sort of. But if you've never played, <laughs> if you've never played the original Space Hulk, uh, not the tabletop Space Hulk, but the actual like video game version they made, it is, we thought it was cool. At yeah, the time. yeah, at the time, obviously, it was probably really sick, for sure. Yeah, me and my buddy Andrew thought that thing was badass, but in retrospect, it's probably not that great. Uh, but I love that that's where I got hooked on the talk. That's where I got hooked on that that whole vibe of big, armored-up, holier-than-thou space marines who are just all the god emperor, this and that, and the holy this. I just love that shit. It was such a weird uh, juxtaposition, and having comparing never comparing this game to Space Marine Two is gonna, it's like such a wild idea. Oh, it's not even yeah, this is not even in the yeah. same universe. Like nineteen ninety three to twenty twenty three, like thirty years of game development. Like, jeez. Yeah, but I just love Sorry. it. They all have a, like like biblical names, and and they're all very serious, so self serious. Something about that just really rang my bell. So that's why that's where it comes from. Beef Blast. Now I want to ask him. Where did you get Beef Blast from? Yeah. Because that's weird. Yeah. That's, that's a, a weird real name. question. Yeah. Like why do you, beef is great, but why do you need to be blasted with it? You know what I mean? You know why. <laughs> I do. I was afraid. Why? I was afraid John might say that. I don't want to say I, it. I don't want to say it. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty. Yeah. No, but what if it's like a, like a great you know way to enjoy beef? <laughs> yeah, well, it's dirty. It's messy. Have you ever accidentally rubbed up against some beef? Like you have, you have, ba- you, you have ba- baja or baja blast all the time. Yeah, I like baja blast. All ba- the- badger baja blast. blast, baja, badger yeah. blast. Yeah, good old badger blast. I like you drink a- your badger blast there, don't you? I like a baja blast zero and the Taco Bell cravings box. Mm. <laughs> Scott's hungry. I am hungry. So let's finish the show and then we'll eat. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, real quick here, want to thank our patrons. We got a bunch of new ones this week, and I would like to thank them for joining us just before the end of this year. It is Jeremy Allen, Daddy Fats Sack. Fat Sack. Daddy, it's all Daddy fours. It's all fours for the A's, so it's kind of throwing me off. Daddy Fat yeah, Sack. We don't know sack. anybody who would ever do something like that. No, no, never. Uh, Steven. Respect. H- you got H- my respect. Hangy, Hangy, Hangy. I'm not sure how you say his name. Hajni? Hajni, maybe? Mahogany? Mahogany? Yeah, Mahogany. That's it. Uh, Chris Chris Bruckner or Breckner. These are a lot of hard names today. And Kindwick. I like Kindwick. That's a little Harry Potter creature. That's like John Wick who got to keep his dog. (laughs) Oh, Kindwick. I would watch that. Uh, listen, they know now the benefits of getting uh, being a patron because they get no uh, commercials ever and uh, ads and stuff like that. They get cool host content every month. Uh, Bo's working on something for uh, January. Very excited about that. And you'll also get some art in the mail, depending on the level you're on. There's lots of reasons to join. Really none not to. So go check it out and read it yourself at patreon.com slash core show. Any other details to anything else we're doing, how to contact us and so on, you can go to film, or, uh, film sack, frogpants.com slash core. All right. Better than saying diet cock again. Uh, that is it for today's show. Send us your feedback on today's picks. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Talk to the core at gmail.com. And of course, 801-471-0462. If you'd rather leave a text or a voicemail, uh, we would love to hear from it for you. We're going to have our first new year episode next week. All right. Very exciting. Next Thursday. 
And uh, the long winter is ahead of us. So look forward to all of that. We won't have Grandma do this list today because it's too big. Um, but I'll too I'll big, put all too big for her. Old lady. Though. Yeah, she. I mean, what do we want? And it's also not what we played, unless it's what we played for the entire year. Yeah. So yeah, let's not do that. I mean, this week it was mostly Hogwarts and shapes. That's what I did. Anyway, um, we'll talk more about what we played next week and get into the new year and all that it may offer in terms of video game discussion. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for a fantastic year and all your support, your comments, you showing up live, listening later. However it is you consume the show, we're grateful for you uh, in 2023 ways. All right? All right. All right. It's going to do it for us. Thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you next week with more core. Get more at frogpants.com. Listen, guys, I'll never touch your stuff again. I swear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.